The intermediate line advises a language and concept warning for the entire show. Morning all. Welcome to another lovely episode of Fly Fishing Chit Chat 101 and Expertise Fly Line Information. Uh, Dan here from South Island. It's a very early morning for me. Don't think my eyelids are open yet, but you know, I can see two lines on the road. Don't know which ones they are, but you know, just keep following them. Uh, my dad once said, you know, if you get lost, always follow the power lines. Uh, yeah, heading down uh, the east coast of Tassie today, chasing a few um, pelagics. Hopefully, get a kingfish or two. Um, meeting a couple of good mates on the water. Yeah, hopefully it's going to be a good day. Um, one of those uh, shit weeks of work, you know. You look forward to the weekend and um, a bit of a spontaneous trip for me. So, um, you know, sometimes they can pan out, but uh, that's what it's all about. Chasing the beef. Um, and at the end of the day, having a bit of fun. So, anyway, have a good one. Enjoy the episode. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've got for you. Cheers. This episode of the Intermediate Line is brought to you by Nervous Water. For all your premium fly fishing requirements, please visit nervouswater.com.au. And Beast Brushes, Australian-made brushes and dubbing, professionally graded natural materials, plus a full shop for all of your fly tying needs at beastbrushes.com. Welcome back, folks, to episode 130. Who's got 30 on the bingo card? <laughs> what? What do you win? I don't know, mate. Fucking 130 nights back. I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen um, old Ken Dog um, uh, made a Spotify list for all the music that we have on the show? You know, I don't care what people say about Ken Dog. I think he's a fine bloke. He's a really nice guy. And uh, I appreciate his efforts. That's good yeah. work, Kendall. Yeah. You know what I got today? Cool. I got one of his um, hats. He's got a hat. Yeah, he's got. He makes hats. He's well. He doesn't make hats. He gets hats, and he he's got his logo that he puts on there for his um, fly tying stuff. And she's a pretty comfortable hat. Small run batches. People should get onto it. 
Let's go have a look at him. Where can I see him? I don't know, man. Go to his go to his page, which is um, Ken like Dolph. he says in the intro, like when he when he says the end, he says, oh, "I'm K Diz thirteen. Remember, like <laughs> looking at it now, K underscore Diz thirteen. That's what he says. Good day, folks. It's K underscore Diz thirteen here, and I'm not fishing. He says some of that. Oh yeah, there you go. It's flying high flies. They're flex fit too. So if you feel like you need to leave that fancy holographic 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 sticker on the brim, you can. That's what I've done. Really? That's cool. I'm wearing so, it right now. So people think like you've got like multitudes of hats at home and yeah. They think I'm a rapper. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, DJ Chris. You can tell by the style of music I play at the beginning <laughs> of each show that I'm a big fan of rap. A massive fan of rap. They're yeah. nice looking hats, man. They're good. Super comfortable. Like super comfortable. I find it very hard to to fit what my wife and daughter call my bulbous head. And, you have um, a bulbous head, eh? My mate's actually cool. My my mate's your nickname for them is the head. They call you the head. Me? So that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to have a mate used to grow up with surfing whose nickname was the head. But um, was it? Yeah, and he had a big head. But, uh, Did he really? Did it make him like hard to balance when he was surfing? Or no, he ripped. He ripped, he and um, I think he uh, he left school to start the um, the ASP and everything like that. So he um, travelled the world surfing. Probably, he, he, I don't know, he had had something to do with it, I guess. <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Silky if you're listening. <laughs> um, yeah, mate. Yeah, so no, mm. very comfortable, mate, for sure. But, um, yeah, speaking of clothing, mate, did you see Al's got some new stuff coming out? I did. How cool Pretty is that cool. barra? The barra's great, mate. The barra's good. I, I really like Al's. I, that, I like, yeah, the daisy chain, all sort of stuff. Um, the uh, that GT head that he did with what's that type of artwork called again? Did you say? Gamakatsu. Gamakatsu. Yep. Yeah. It's very um, very varvious, you know. <laughs> Gamasaku. Yeah. That's Goya, it. Is it Goyasaku? Yeah. Goya Goya Goita. No. Goita. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah man, that, no. The daisy chain. I like the daisy chain. I think that's pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's yeah. probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Same here, mate. Oh, well, I, I like him. I like I like a lot of his stuff, mate. That's for sure. But I'm a big fan of the quality of it, mate. I, I wore him fishing the other day, and um, mm-hmm. super comfortable, mate. Super comfortable. You know what? I'm such a fairy, as in as in fair skinned, um, that you know <laughs> the moon yeah. can sometimes do damage to my skin. But um, I have some shirts that, um, like, I'll wear all day, and and the sun will still get through them. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it doesn't happen with Al's ones, man. You know, like this doesn't get through, and you know, like you might like the designs, but um, what I do like is eliminating the risk of further rust. And yeah. um, at this age, I'm very mindful of uh, sun protection. And I went, um, I got off the water early, and I, I, um, I didn't, I didn't, I had, I didn't wear um, sunscreen on my face because the hood was comes out around so, so far, and I just sort of, I mean, I could have faced it directly, but. Yeah, I really like. I've said it before on this show. I just really like that that um, design of that hood on that on Al's shirts. They just yeah. come right down the side of your, your your cap, and they just um, protect your face all the way around. It's great. Yeah, but yeah, I like them. Anyone sunscreen? They have to. Yeah, I know. It, it, it sunscreen is so uncomfortable. Like I, I just genuinely don't enjoy putting it on. And I always do, obviously. But um, mm. you know, it's just it feels so much better knowing that uh, you've got a you've got a a proper sun safe shirt over the top of it over the yeah. top of that sunscreen you know 
Um, and uh, yeah, owls are just so comfy. So yeah, yeah, they're like they're like wearing a doona or something like that. You know, they I mean they're not heavy and thick like that, but they're just just comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah, sure. they're sort of reassuring. Like they don't feel so thin, um, and then and they don't wear heavy either. Even mm. though they you know they don't they don't feel thin, but they don't wear heavy. So. Yeah, it's a good and way. You don't sweat it? as much. Yeah. Mm. So. With sunscreen, I like I, I usually most sick of circumstances during um, warm weather. I'll um yeah you know, I'll, I'll fish at night a lot or um or I'll get to the ramp at night or uh, daybreak rather and fish into the day, but it usually gets to around about eight quarter past eight that I'll start to go I've got to put cream on you know, but um you know if I'm not doing well, I'll really start to look for reasons and excuses like I'll stick to the shade <laughs> or something like that just um if there is shade available but man just the idea of putting cream on and then touching your fly. It's enough of a, it's enough of a reason in my head to um, blame it for tough fishing, so I, I just avoid it. But um, not good for the skin, obviously. I do put it on, like you said, like I, I have to, because uh, not fun um, being ultra burnt like that, you know. Mm. And um, and and of course, you know, like the um, like I said, um, sun cancer or, or rust, if you like, scares the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah, sun damage and skin cancer. Yeah, I think yeah. I saw I saw a meme the other day where someone was like, you know, this dude called me a pussy for putting sunscreen on. Could you imagine thinking you're tougher than the sun? Yeah, I saw that meme too. The sun, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think you're tougher than the sun? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's something the fly fishing confidential could put up too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly, man. But yeah, no, nah, mm. man. Um, yeah. So as you can tell, I know you went out fishing as well, but yeah, I, I like um, I went fishing midweek, and I like midweek. Ask me what day of the week I like to fish the best. What day do you like to fish the best, Chris? Well, that's a good question, Volts. I like Tuesday the best. You know why? Why? Because that's the day I get to choose either the work or fish. <laughs> Every day is Tuesday between Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> that's pretty clever, man. You like that? Mm -hmm. you, yeah. you could use that as a meme, Fly Fishing Confidential, if you want. <laughs> I thought of it while I was in the water. I've gone, that's going to be a good joke for the podcast. <laughs> Boom. I'm here all week, folks. Say it with me. Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably been yeah. done, mate. I'm probably going to get an attacker who's gone, yeah, you're copying someone. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give him credit. It's not a very alpha move. Oh, man. You know what they say? There's nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, mate, we, we both scored Togo through the week. I oh, know. It was uh, it was amazing. Um, amazing. <laughs> We're amazing. Bolts. Yeah. God damn it, you're amazing, dude. You you are too. You are. You are. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, it means a so, lot coming from someone so amazing. Well, you know, if there was a university of amazing, you'd be like, uh, you'd be the dean of faculty of amazing. Oh, mate. Thanks, <laughs> mate. And if you were the dean of sport, you'd be the amazeballs. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense at all. No. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, Toga Town. It's been tough, tough for me. It's uh, and it's got a small window, but it looks like it's stuffed again. Plenty of rain. But um, you and um, Kylo Ren went out and, and scored too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, we um, it was funny. We we it was a different uh, different bite time than we normally get them. It was a whole bunch earlier for some reason, and um, uh, and uh, where we found the fish too um, was uh was a little bit different to, to normal. Um, you know, we, it took us, I won't say it took us a while. We, we flew, we lucked onto a pattern pretty early because it happened just after dawn. 
um, you know, so probably a little bit earlier than than normal for us. And um, uh, yeah, so they were they were up shallow, and um, um, they're taking fast stripped green flies just under the surface. Yeah, so it was sort of like um, it's almost like they're chasing frogs or something. It was weird. Small green, really? yeah, small green Kermit green uh, Yeezus leech. Um, so you know yes, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Ammo flies. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that dude's still going anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, he isn't. Cause I had to tie these myself. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking for a fly tie who can knock me up some more. So who knows, yeah. mate? We might we might get them on the co-op. Someone might see the value in doing it. All those dudes in the co-op are super fucking busy at the moment, though. It's um, it's hard to keep them to sort of um, task to um to get it going. The co-op's going really well. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I'm not surprised. You know, the uh, the guys on there are all talented tyres and uh, all, all Australian tyres too. I tell you uh, what, man, like <laughs> Australia is such a small place and, um, you know, I'm, I'm a newcomer to a business really in, the, in this thing. You know, there's, there's plenty of guys here before me. So I've always looked for innovative and new products that weren't here and look for um, stuff like that. And from time to time, you know, like, um, you know, shops will, shops will copy you, you know, like, and I mean, that's business and, um, mm. you know, you move on past that. But the one thing that... I've been really proud of that 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 the shops have copied, which is which is great, and you can't get narky about it because as a former full-time commercial fly tire, I've got a real soft spot for how hard it is for commercial fly tires to make their money. And I'm noticing that there's a lot of shops now that are like had hadn't previously had any Australian-made flies, unless it was say the owner of the shop or something like that in their shop, that mm-hmm. have now got now got um a big range of um of Australian-made fly tires after the co-op came along. So. What a good, I mean, that's a positive thing that's come out of like, um, you know, something that's pretty standard in, in the industry of, um, I believe there's a business term for it is modeling off others, you know, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, mate. It's good for the industry because we've got some great fly tires in Australia. We really, really have, you know, and it's, mm. um, and for whatever, whatever reason, those guys choose to side with whoever they do. It's good to see them getting in uh, commercial stores. I mean, you don't have to think back too far. To see these commercial fly tires in Australia not not get um, too much space in retail shops, where those retail shops would have been importing, you know, flies from overseas and stuff like that. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but it's just great to see you know Australian fly tires getting getting a lot more um, retail space, you know, um, and great for their business. But it's good for fly fishermen in Australia as well because no one knows your water as well as someone who ties flies who fishes the same water, you know, mm. in my opinion. Oh, I agree. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tremendous advantage. And, um, yeah, don't take it for granted, people. There is yeah. some really good good fly ties. You know, I was just having a tidy up the other day and uh, I was looking through my own boxes there, apart from the flies I tied myself, which pale in comparison to, to the flies. I, I pretty much only got Australian fly ties, flies in there, and they're um, – they're all wonderful product. I mean, they're, they're as good as anything I've seen. I've been fortunate to, to travel overseas. Um, plus, I've got the internet. I can see what, what's going around um, through other shops and tyres. Uh, you know, we really stand up. We really stand up and we stack up compared to international sort of standards. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's amazing given basically where the we're the shallow end of the pool, so to speak, in terms of our numbers of, of population and, and fly fishers. Um, and I think that's also the, you know, uh, uh, the power of the internet as well. You know, the, the flow of information has been really quick. Uh, people can see, uh, pe- 
you know people can adopt ideas people can copy uh really quickly these days um and uh you know that uh, i guess the the consumer has been the, the winner there that's for sure yeah absolutely mm. mate mm-hmm. absolutely that's very true i mean there's some great um like i mean i don't want to i don't want to look like we're bashing uh imported flies too much i mean look at flies inc mate there are, um some some awesome flies in that range that's for sure oh yeah it's just um it's just mm-hmm. you know the aussie flies can't can't be fly ties can't be overlooked um yep. and um and you know balance it out you know what i'm saying yep yep have a look yeah yeah the beef <laughs> yeah well you know yeah i yeah i don't i mean we i've maintained the stance of in beef brushes to only stock australian fly ties but i mean we're not a big shop either so we just um when i say we me my wife and my daughter who's um who's been packing all the flies eyes in there and stuff like that and putting all the shanks together and all that sort of stuff but um, your daughter I, yeah i've got uh, slave labor going on here with my 10 year old daughter <laughs> How much are you paying up per hour, mate? <laughs> I, I'm not sure if um, if uh, I should broadcast that just in case um, a fair, the Fair Trade Association or Fair Trade Commission fair, is listening. Fair work. Yeah. Fair work. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's, um, there's no AWAs here, let's put it that way, you know? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she gets fair pocket money for a 10 year old. Good on I'm sure yeah. she earned it, mate. You know? So if there's a mistake in, in your in your pack of shanks or your eyes or something like that, any of the Beast Brushes products, you can write a stern letter to a ten year old, and um, and I'll be fo- be sure to pass it on. It'll be a life lesson. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Just no nice photos, one. right? Just not be seedy. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Look, uh, all right. So we've got a pretty good guest on tonight. And, Who we got? Uh, huh? Who have we got? We've got we've got Gian from uh, Kings to be found, and um, a lot of people will be familiar with his with his page on Instagram. Uh, funnily enough, called Kings to be found. So, Gian's a um, a uh, a saltwater fly fishing guide based in New Zealand, who who only um, doubles down on on uh, kingfish, in particular kingfish in in, sh- in skinny water. For those overseas listeners who um, are wondering what kingfish is, and I you know it means several different names around the world. Uh, I believe it's it's also popular to call them yellowtail, um, yellowtail, yellowtail, yellowtail king. Yeah, just just no, straight out yellowtail in yeah. um, California down to parts of northern Mexico, I think. Yeah. And Hawaii, they call them yellowtail as well. Really, they occur there. Cool. They occur yeah. there. I believe. What do, they, what do they call them in Japan, Chris? Um, sashimi. No. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> Hiramasu, something like that. Have I got that Hiramasu. right. Hiramasu. I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah. Gam- okay. Gamasaku. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was just trying to think of the, the hook that I stuffed up on, and I really, it doesn't come to my mind quick that name, Varvius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Varvius, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Varvius. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. Gian's um, in the land of the long white cloud, and he is culling on pretty late for his time. So it's, it's nearly 11 o'clock at night for that dude. Yeah. And um, so he's doing us a massive solid to come on the show at this time. So, you know, let's give him a round of applause and um, and get him on, hey? Come on, mate. Is that enough clapping? No. It'll have right. to do, mate. It'll let's have get, to do. Let's get Gian on. It's not how you say it, mate. Gian. Yeah. Sorry. You can apologize to him in person in just a few moments. Okay. Right. Have your apology ready. Get prepared. And make it sincere. Mate, I'm married. I know how to apologize. 
All right, let's get him on. See ya. No, don't say see ya. Just get him Not on, all right? I'm getting him on, mate. You haven't even stopped the record button yet. Oh, well, oh. I'll press it. <laughs> oh dear <laughs> you are right though this is take four <laughs> all right we're back folks and we're here with gian boyson and thanks for joining us gian our most esteemed hey. guest it is late in new zealand and you are doing us a very big solid for coming on good oh, afternoon man. and good evening no to you, sir. no problem hey thanks thanks for having me thanks for having me on guys Pleasure. We've been looking forward to this one for for a, a long time, mate. As I uh, as I spoke to you today, um, we had a powwow of vaults without you there, which was great. And um, <laughs> yes, sorry Hi, about uh, that. How you doing, man? I, I mentioned to Gian that we've been looking forward to having him on for a long time. I've been following your page, uh, Kings to Be Found, for quite a while now. And I guess so people can play along with their own storybook at home. Um, Let's give up that Instagram handle now, which I just revealed. But can you tell the listeners where to find you on social media? Yeah, so the the handle is just at Kings to be found. It's it's uh, uh, all all linked, no spaces. Um, that's that's mostly where all the fishy stuff gets put up. And um, you've also got a website too, right? Yeah, just uh, www.kingstobefound.com. All right, cool, man. So. Um, I guess to, to like to, to generalize um, what people will be interested in in relation to while they listen to this podcast, you know, you, you work in the industry, and also you're telling us that um, you're a a guide now, and in your in your first season, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, we'll we'll probably get into that a little bit later on, but um, um, that's 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 a pretty good generalization for people to know who we're talking about. If in case they're living under a rock, I'd say there'd be a lot of Australians that, um, well, this podcast goes around everywhere. I'd say a lot of people from all over the world would probably, um, if they got an interest in saltwater flats or kingfish or yellowtail, depending where you're from, probably would already know who you are. That's for sure. But for those who don't, uh, for those who might might fish for trout or something like that, um, <laughs> we've got a good overview now. Oh man, no, that's that's too kind. I, I can't say I'm that well known, but I, I I just just try to do my thing quietly and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, to the people who haven't gone and seen your page, I, I'd really recommend going and have a look at it. I mean, you know, obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, um, I, I hope I don't um, make you feel uncomfortable by talking up here, Gian. But you know, like you can see from your page that um, not only are you a good angler, um, you know, you don't tie a bad fly, but uh, as well, but you're a, a fantastic uh, photographer. I like the way that you uh, frame. The stories in the images, mate. They're um, yeah. Some of them, are, I mean, well, a lot of them. I could say all of them. Actually, that's probably fair to say. Uh, yeah, very good, oh, very very no, great no, photography. And it's much um, appreciated. See. But the, the yeah, influences no from a lot of people, actually, including yourself, and, oh, and cool, your man. fly time. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, thank um, the thank you goes right back to you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> man, well, this guy has done his homework. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm spying on your flies, mate. Don't worry, I'm watching. <laughs> what do you know about VGDCs, mate? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. A lot of people say the same thing. It's a um, little-known fact that Volti invented a pippy fly called a VGDC. Oh, so that's the secret, eh? Hey? Yeah, it, it, the secret is, is it, the tie, is so it looks like a muscle. Jump, 
double-handed yeah. retrieve quite quite fast or <laughs> the... it's, that works it works you know a good crab fly won't spin so yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's the advantage of a of soft carapace like that so oh, stable I spin. <laughs> yeah. anyway hey uh gianna yeah i'm just going to second what chris says with a with a you know a tactical uh directional change <laughs> away from me um yeah it's outstanding <laughs> photography and um i, I always say to my my hallmark of a good photographer is that the uh, the photo makes you feel like you're there, um, you know, and it, and it pulls the background, you know, around the angler and the fish, and it just sort of highlights the experience. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking at I'm digging those photos too, man. I'm just cruising along, hitting like. So next time you oh, turn man. on turn on your Insta, you'll um, you'll, you, you'll get a heap of notifications. Actually, I've just stopped at one. There's a there's a guy rowing a boat. Um, <laughs> what's going on there? There's a seedy yeah. guy laughing at the camera. What's what's that about? So that's actually so at the at the retail shop I work. That's um that's my boss. Is and, it really? Um, we yeah. we snuck off to the coast to to target some snapper uh, in the in the little crevices with with the flies. Um, uh -huh. and it just it just so happened that this was his his. Five minutes of the three days that he was on rowing duty, and I thought I'd better take the opportunity to, <laughs> to get a little video. <laughs> Good on you. Immortalised him now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I see in your um in your in your um bio here before we get right into who is Gian Boyson, you've got a YouTube channel as well, right? Oh gosh, man. Hey, only a small one, but we've oh, got it? some. We've got some cool cool stuff of the of the flats fishing there uh some videos with the tailing fish and 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 yeah a little bit about the operation on there as, as well okay because i haven't been there myself so yeah I, I, that's what i was hoping for you for to tell us what what we'd find as in um you know listeners and myself and volts or whatever to, if we went over and had a look so that's um, yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's um is it uh is it recent you got recent videos up there i uh, i do have recent stuff on there um I think the the better made videos, uh, Alex from from Trippin' on Trout. Oh, we've had he, him on here. He, he's done a yeah, I believe he's been on, but he's done yeah. a phenomenal one where we, we we fished together earlier in the season. But but also um, uh, Gareth from from Trout Hunting New Zealand. He's, oh, yeah. he's also been out and and done a nice little clip. Is that the dude who um, did some work with um, the Guggen Squad? Um, I I believe so. I know he had a trip to the states, um, but I, but I I could be wrong there, Chris. But I, I believe that's right. Yeah, right. I I used to watch their Guggen squad um, during lunch a few years ago, and just uh, interesting vloggers those dudes for fishing. But uh, I did yeah. see that dude from New Zealand, and I think he fished the canals with one of them. One of the dudes. That's from, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was um that was a pretty epic footage actually, and um. Was a good. It was a good. It was a good vlog, you know. Yeah, but, um, man. But both yeah. of those guys just live and breathe this, hey. And and they're good buggers too. So. You mean like content creation? Live and breathe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fishing. Look, and they're fishing. They're besotted. Yeah. So. Oh man, it's a special breed. The dudes who can who can be con full time content creators and be mindful of a camera rolling, uh, in uh, in uh, do it well <laughs> all the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because um. No, um can't imagine man i watch them operate when they come on the boat and it's just yeah they're 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 um they're woke to a different level <laughs> uh, they're, they're really good man i've tried it and i say to myself sure i'll get the camera out after i get the skunk out of the boat you know yeah, and um yeah, yeah, th yeah. those days take me half a day to catch a fish before i get the camera yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. And then when it takes me so long to get your fish, I go, I'll just catch another one. Then the day's done. Yeah. <laughs> and it's done, and you you got no B roll, and it's all over. No B roll. <laughs> zero B roll, zero A roll. But, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a rollless day it's um yeah yeah so it's cool i might get over and check out that that youtube channel but um let's delve a little bit further volty do you have any questions to to take us right back in time yeah i want to know i know the 101 right from the beginning gian boyson where uh tell us about the beginning of your fishing story mate Oh man, look, I, I can do my best, but even even I don't really know. Um, so uh, there's a slight accent that comes out when I'm excited. So I'm I'm South African born. Uh-huh. Um, since a uh, since a little chap, maybe maybe sort of six seven, I've been been ocean besotted. We we grew up in Johannesburg. Yep. Uh, so obviously inland, um, but oh. my. My parents had the poor fortune of, of being begged, and we would travel and actually um, visit speaking marine biologists around the coast. Mm-hmm. And um, as a little kid, I'd, I'd make sure we sit front row, ask all the questions, and even you know the grandparents would come along too. Um, but honestly, since since a little guy, I've been yeah, just been by the water. We. Yeah. Moved to New Zealand, I think, when I was 10 years of age. How old are you um, now, mate? I'm 22. 22. So we would have been three World Cups ago. Yeah. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's not go down that, that road. But, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, but yeah. No, we, and then we moved to Wellington, which is in the lower North Island. Uh-huh. Um, there's, a, there's a small flats fishery there uh but but not uh, uh very hard work v- very hard work um uh, i did my studies at, at victoria uni just a uh, uh, bachelor's in marine biology and yeah i, I worked in, i don't know how uh, boat boat dealership and mm-hmm. and now i'm at a uh a, a tackle store here in in the central north island and i'm i'm living the dream guys okay. so what, what tackle question. store, mate? So people know where they can come in and um and, and um, bother me. <laughs> you bother you, yeah. Ask like follow yeah. up on any question that we might ask on the podcast, you know? Yeah, no problem. Hey, it's um <laughs> it's it's Topo Rod and Tackle. It's just here. Yeah, obviously in Topo. Topo fly fly tying store. Yeah, Topo. Uh like your your toe and the and the paw of a cat. Gotcha. <laughs> is, that near the, is that near hey? the town? Is that near the town pronounced Turangi? Yes, yes, yes. So forty minutes out. Have I got that pronunciation right? Perfect. <laughs> yeah, because we had a we had a guy on from there once, and I, I realised I'd sort of fucked it up a bit. But you know, it's with the greatest respect. It's a, the 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 mouldy pronunciation of of like words is tough for for a guy with a with an Australian sort of um, you know um, you know white yeah. Australian well, look and yeah. and South African man. So I. You ask me if it's right, but I I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's your um How's your fish and chips going? How is it going? All right. Can you are you blending in when you ask for fish and chips? Oh man, we've yeah no we've we've always been in it, eh? Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to do it, are you? You're not going to give us a, give us an example. Nope, no, nope, I'm too oh. scared. There are some yeah. words I have to stay away from. 
Oh, I can tell right now that you're an intelligent man, and um, because some people, some less wiser people, would have given that a go. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a feather in your cap, there, sir. Yeah. No, there's words. What's it like? Like, how do you? What do you say? You say milk, or how do you say milk? How do we say it? Yeah. How do you guys say milk? Milk. Milk. Oh, sweet. Yeah, you all same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some really random words. <laughs> uh, what, how do um how do they say over there? Milk, yeah. Milk, milk. Yeah, well, maybe I say milk. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. It's, oh, it's, it's a never-ending battle, mate. We're so close to each other in countries, but I tell you, the uh, the accent thing is just a, a, an endless source of entertainment for both parties. Yeah, yeah. No, it yeah. is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those uh, sheep shaggers. Anyway, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> there goes yeah. all of our New Zealand listeners. Shit. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna insult you guys for still using Skype. But, oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's our age, man. Yep. Yeah, we can't, yeah. we can't bring experience, mate, and be twelve. You know, so. Oh, <laughs> easy now, easy now. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh that's so good yeah, yeah. Mm. But, uh skype is definitely our jam that uh really does uh, show you how old we are but uh oh man yeah. i really like when uh volt has his camera on when he's trying to figure something out and he's squinting at you <laughs> while he's looking at the screen <laughs> it's like there someone trying to there we go he's just put his camera on <laughs> listeners can't see this but Volsi looks like he's just come from a dress-up party for the village people. He's got a uh, a black singlet on and a black leather cap and, uh, and a studded and a studded, <laughs> a studded collar on. Yeah. Why have you got that on, Vols? I don't know, man. But if, if listeners could see your screen, I'd, I'd be able. They'd be able to see. They have I'm a camera at. for starters, but let yeah, me yeah. know what I'm looking like. Yeah. I don't know, man. It looks like you got a ball gag. What's that? That sounds like a bad comeback to me. But, um, <laughs> Or is that your chin? Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> Gian, let's let's make this about you. Yeah. So. Uh... Oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you living it. You're living in Topol. How far are you from the from uh, salt water there, mate? So hour forty. Um, An hour forty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I go weekly. Look, my um, um, my folks just just moved to to Tauranga. Mm-hmm. And so there's a there's a little little base, and obviously the boat is the boat is kept there, mm. um, and it's yeah it's quite handy. Tell us about the uh, tell us about the boat. It looks like a, one of those um, those poly boats, uh, Smart Wave or something like that. Exactly, exactly. So it's the uh, it's the largest model Smart Wave, uh-huh. um, and it's been been sort of tailored to fly fishes. So anything any protrusions or, or things for fly line lines to get caught on has been removed and there's a, a spacious casting deck and mm-hmm. i mean it's having you know i was quite lucky to 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 work at a boat dealership and i could uh, work my way through and 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 test quite a range of vessels mm-hmm. and and man the to go with a poly boat and it's foam filled was one of the best things you could do for the flats hey yeah um, man it is it's noiseless and noiseless. i float i float in near nothing it's um yeah no it's it we got really lucky with that is it a yeah. double skin construction is it so like a roto molded uh, type thing 
I believe so. I I don't know about the double skin. I know it's a it's a eight mil eight mil plastic on uh, uh, coating. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And foam foam filled is it? Foam filled. Yeah, foam right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah obviously yeah. In, it's in survey um, because of your Correct. guiding outfit. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. That yeah. thing would be like a ghost. It'd be stealth boat, mate. Really cool, oh mate. man, it's yeah. good. You know, we have some instances. I, sorry, well, I know we haven't talked about the fishery yet, but mm. we're we're actually able to to drift over the fish, and wow. and st- still make our shots and 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 have them go our way. If oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 incredible. I mean, yeah. you just you you ask the clients not to move their hands and you stay chip still, um, and it's like you're just another object drifting by. So wow. it's yeah, no, got got really lucky with that. Yeah, I'm just looking at your page you now, just skimming, and I am interested to know about the fishery. But before we get into that, how come it doesn't ever? There's never windy in New Zealand. Oh man, that's uh, I can't I can't say that's true, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got a uh, I don't know I um I plan my days out with clients, so I I take the best routes through the flats. To, to try, you know, have the best sheltered areas and, and make things the easiest for them mm-hmm. uh, while suiting the fishery. So most of the time we're out of the wind. Um, but some of the structure, I mean, is 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 right in the open. And and unfortunately, you you, you just sort of hope they have to make the cast and, and then get it there. Okay. Well, I guess that leads us on to the fishery because that one of the questions I got in regards to what you just said then is um, – is the variety that you got there. Sounds like you got a lot of options for things like inclement weather. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's a it's a it's a diverse fishery. Uh, mm. we've we've got uh, we've got on on the flats, we've we've got trevallies um, up to quite a quite a good size. Uh, Kahawai, which which what are you, your your Australian salmons? Yep. Um, the kings, the the snapper will even come up into the mangroves, um, but but yeah, the, the the kingfish seems to be the focus for for most people. Man, I've I've brought this question up with everyone we've spoken to on this show in regards to New Zealand saltwater fly fishing. Tell us about the the um the skinny water snapper. Ah, okay, okay. So so we have a bit of that here in Tauranga Harbour. Um, but that is more your, your dawn dusk stuff with a high tide. Mm-hmm. They are still quite flighty because the harbor does see a bit of boat traffic at, at some areas. In New Zealand, if you really, if snapper is your focus, not, not kingfish, the, the furthest north harbors are where you want to be. And there it is skinny, skinny. Uh, water snapper tailing. They even travel on the rays up there, um, and they're big fish. They're big fish too. Well, I tell you, like I mean, I mean, we're an Australian-based podcast, and I'm, I know I'm going to start speaking quite local here. But um, snapper is such a big part of early fishing experiences for so many people in Australia. Yeah, but it's deep. It's generally deep water fishing. I know that there's. Don't start messaging me, people, because there are people who have told us there are skinny water snapper fisheries in Australia, and and I know that, and I'm not going to talk about those locations on purpose because they're special, and you guys should probably keep them to yourselves. But 
the uh, they're nothing compared to the uh, the the abundance of it in comparison. I know it's not everywhere, but the abundance of it in comparison in New Zealand, you know, like like for for those who don't understand what a, what a snapper is, it, it's hard. I guess it's hard to describe if you've never seen sort of a, like a brim species or even something like that. Maybe you guys could describe it better, but. It's such a it's such a special thing to have them up on the flats. I mean, kings are same thing. Like, um, yeah, we again we get skinny. We you would get them skinny water over here, but they're primarily a deep water fish as well. So to see them in like both those species in that sort of behaviour is is incredibly special from uh, for someone who doesn't see it regularly, you know. But um, the snapper seems to be something that's a little bit cloak and dagger um, amongst everyone we've sort of spoken to. It seems mm. like it's something that's more prevalent around a, a less population. Uh, less populated part of new zealand i should say correct and hard access and 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 for some reason it's 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 almost a a little bit the opposite with the kingfish where where the the harbor here in 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 tauranga is is just phenomenal for it uh Mm -hmm. for for the flats fishing side and 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 for the structure stuff um Yeah. yeah Do you have, as a, as a marine biologist, I'm just going to segue here. Do you have a theory about, you know, the apparent flats, uh, you know, willingness for these fish to, to inhabit the flats? I mean, you know, um, in Australia, like Chris sort of hinted at, although not unknown, it's definitely not common, um, you know, or, or as apparently as common as, as what we're seeing in New Zealand, like the do you put that down to like uh, a different ecosystem or, or, you know, some, something different, different population dynamics, perhaps. Look the man, I'm, I'm too, too scared to make a strong claim here, but there, yeah. there might be. So for, for snapper, for example, well here in New Zealand, uh, uh, one thing essential that they need is, is, is squid. But then what, what I'm trying to get at is that there might be an, uh, another essential nutrient in high abundance up on the flats um, that they cannot get, you know, whether it's a type of cockle or, or that they cannot get in, 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 um, in the other systems or out on the reefs. And, and of course, a lot of these shallow areas, these estuarine systems are their breeding grounds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they, they pretty much, they have to show up there. They're, they're, uh, they're tuned to show up there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still don't understand. I mean, I don't know if you're comparing that to Australia, Vos, but everything you're saying, Gian, I'm sort of thinking to myself, is it a different species in Australia? I mean, the behaviour is very different. Like, they don't come in the estuaries to breed in Australia um, at all. You know, like, yeah. it's, yeah. They, I mean, they, don't, they don't have to shop there at all. It, um, the only sort of characteristic that's um, common where they might venture into something that even mildly resembles an estuarine system is when there's living coral at the um, at in the okay. head of it, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, so, um but yeah, that's a that's about it. So I mean, pl- sorry, please continue. I'm just just voicing my my. No, no. Voice. Look, look. It might it might be um, it might be a different population completely. I, I I don't know if it's a different species. I I haven't looked into what you guys have, but it might mm. be a different population. Um, just just jumping in here, you guys. Um, well, the this, the New Zealand snapper don't seem to have uh, big humps on their head like the Aussie ones, you know. We, no. we we do get them, but uh-huh. definitely not as pronounced. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, and sometimes inverted as well. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, a, like a big ding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost uh, like someone's knocked it but accidentally dropped it over the side at the same time. It's, well, sort yeah. 
it's sort of back to front the humans like you know in uh you know in in australia less of our um uh, less of our humans have knobs on their head but um then you see i'm gonna be oh screwed. man i'm gonna be dead viewers all over <laughs> i reckon <laughs> i just want to publicly say that i have no affiliation with jeff Walter, and uh and i value the new zealand population highly uh. <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah but that, that's, that's really really interesting john like it, i mean although theoretically we're we're fair fairly close geographically um and a lot of a lot of species are the same you know um and there's a lot to love about you know the new zealand fishery um you know you got big trout you got no bass you got no brim but on the other hand you don't have flathead or whiting so yeah. it's yeah. it's a bit it's it's really unusual hey yeah yeah and whether whether there's just another species that fills the same niche that a that a flathead would um i i, I don't know do you get know. more? Do you get a lot of flounder over there? A lot of yeah, flounder. yeah, we do, we do, and and actually that that's one for these flats kings. That's pretty much their their staple. It's the it's the main thing they predate on. What baby flounder or any sort baby of flounder. flounder? Baby yeah. flounder. Wow. Uh, the that's the right. sort of the translucent type, just just really before they get their color. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. And does that uh, does that form the basis of uh, fly selection or presentation, or they're not that picky? Oh man, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it it it. If look, a lot. Some of these fish are. I don't know if you can use the word educated, but but they have made associations with anglers. Uh huh. And, you know, and they they know they know, and uh, in that case, you know. With, with your client or yourself pr presentation is just i don't know how that is so cliche though but presentation really is the key getting a getting a good lead on these fish and 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 making sure you you almost bury your fly in the sand and get it to puff the sand as the fish comes near engage um, the bottom yeah yeah exactly oh that's a great way of putting it engaging the bottom eh? mm -hmm. <laughs> or or the benthic strata depends on yeah, you know, yeah how much yeah, yeah. how much red wine you drink <laughs> i personally drink beer and i call it the bottom you know? yeah okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> the benthic strata fucking hell who made that up <laughs> <laughs> no that works that works yeah it's just uh i'm, I'm very um very varvious with my uh, comments mate um yeah, yeah. um no, that is, that is pretty interesting, mate. You must find yourself um, drawn into observation with your tertiary education in, in, in regards to it also being your career now in the, in the same environment that you've been studying. So, I mean, these observations must um, lead themselves on to uh, re fishing results. Is that... Oh, is that man. Look, is that if, if I be honest with you, Chris, I, I, don't, I don't fish too much personally myself anymore. Um, for me, like you summed it, the, the beauty is in the observation and, and patterning the things I see. Mm. So I, I want to be able to tell someone that the ray is going to pop up over this little lip in the next 15 minutes, you know, the cast of this will be the best direction, um, and really pattern things to, to, to that precise detail. I mean, yeah. I get, I get really I, sitting, sitting on the, on the back seat and just watching it all go down. That's where the joy is for me nowadays. Um, 
yeah yeah you're, you're you're right so it's the it's the the working out and the patterning that 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 i really enjoy yeah i think that's i mean like although you say that you don't fish very much i think that's you know we we talk about maybe not as directly as this because here i am relating um observations on the water to your uh to your bachelor's degree there and um um and what I guess what I was sort of leading towards is um, I've noticed that on your page you you actually spend a lot of well not a lot of time but a, a, a little bit of time in there as as an educator with this you know and um, and I guess um, you know one of the things that can um, advertise the the benefit of listening to you as an educator I suppose is is your results in the water because of the people that you're talking to you know a lot of people are going to sort of um, you know, could probably could probably get this information through through textbooks you know potentially but to to relate it to um, to 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 directly pick pieces bits and pieces out that relate to the interest of anglers who are then yeah. your clients and stuff like that as well. Um, do you find yourself playing the role of educator, and do you find that a lot of your your customers are, are are receptive to understanding these observations that you're making? Yeah, looks looks spot on, and I, I know uh, textbooks are, are pretty much no one's favorite, but but I don't mind going through them and 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 being the the mediator and. Um, and expressing in, in, in easy to understand ways to, to the people on, on, on board, you know, how, how these relationships are working and, and how they can take them away and use them. Mm. So yeah. w- one of the things I noticed on your page is the, uh, you've got an explanation there. Uh, I mean, it was a while ago. I'm, I did a bit of a deep dive there at, um, about Ray Riders. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 And um, so do you find that that's what most people are, um, um, are engaging your um, – experiences about that's what they, people want to know about the most that's what they're most interested in yeah yeah look i mean the and and it's not just new zealand's demographic right because these these ray riders whether it's it's permit bones or, or gts in the seychelles mm. um it's it's all the the relationship is all over the world um so I mean, it's it's one I love observing, and and I I am quite interested in in having a good understanding of it. Mm. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about? I'm 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 not listening to it. I'm I'm just looking at it, and I'm just making heads or tails of the diagrams there. And I didn't plan to talk about this, but no, it's funny. I it. think I'm picking up on something that that I floated to my I've, I have floated to a few friends for a long time, and and anyway, but you're talking about the electrical impulses from uh, from yeah. prey living in the sand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I can try cover this quickly if if you would like. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so rays, skates, sharks—they're they're part of a a class of animals called the chondrichthys. And a cool characteristic of this class is they've got these receptors uh, uh, around their mouth. They are called the the ampullae of Lorenzini. So it's it's pretty much just a pore filled with with conductive gel um Hmm. and they've got they've got uh thousands of these pores and anything covered by sand or or a great distance away um they can pick up using using these pores you know uh as as you as you breathe um as they osmoregulate uh their heartbeats all of these emit a minute voltage and and they can pick up on these and the, the, the kingfish, um, they don't obviously fall in the same class. They lack this characteristic and, and take full advantage of the, of the ray's ability. And actually, we have it here with sharks, and that's an amazing sight, man. 
you see that you see kings on the backs of these big sort of three meter bronze whalers. Wow. And I mean, that's that's you don't even cast, man. You're so in awe. <laughs> mm. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did I explain that? Did I explain that? Okay, that that kind of yeah. made sense. You, you did. Yeah. But the most interesting part I I gathered from that was, I mean, it's I wouldn't say it's common knowledge. I mean, I, I've got an interest in in what I'm interested in as well. And obviously that is, is, is in a marine environment. So, I mean, I, I was already aware of, um, of, of those species picking up on micro electrical stimulants, stimulus, but, um, I had, I did have some theories in regards to like even electrolysis between metals used like between say lead and like a tinned hook or something like that, that whether some species oh, would yeah. pick up on that, um, you know, uh, um, like, like, like permit, like for example, I've got that big bulbous part of the head like, I mean, what's it for? Yeah. And, and 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 for the species they're hunting, like they got to decipher between um, rubbish or, or something that might look like a, a, a crab, or and to find it's real and spend the energy or even risk um, exposing yeah. themselves up on the flats yeah. to, to hunt. How do they how do they find something in the sand to pump it, you know, or, or to even you know to, to risk you know that thing? And I wondered if those species might have that similar. I can't remember the word you you chose to those um those receptors there. Ampullae of Lorenzini. Did I get that right? Oh, you got it. You got it, man. Yeah, yeah, it nice. sounds like uh, a, 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 um, a Greek god of, um, of electricity or something like that, but um, yeah, um, well, it was a uh, 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 a death ampule. metal band, I, <laughs> it does sound like a death metal band, man. <laughs> that's awesome, you're a great name, yeah. Just, sorry, sorry, mate, I wanted to hear what you said then, I apologize, no, for sorry. Clown. you're all good, man. Hey, yeah. look, it just uh, ampule was a uh, uh, how would you say, like a uh, bulbous Roman flask. Oh yeah, and these little receptors just look the exact same. Um, oh okay, and and that's how they got the got the name. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Um, <laughs> why why the fish why the fish don't have the the characteristic? I, I don't know, man. Is, um, it seems like do. no, no, no. Um, it seems like it's more yeah, uh, movement based or yeah. movement triggers for them. Some, um, but some fish will eat a, like a, a static uh, uh, OL. I guess that goes out the window that we think that we're fishing a static crab. Drag of the fly line, drag of the boat, the tide. No, no, it looked yeah. visual as well. Visual, visual movement. Um, but yeah. Do, do you yeah, feel as though perhaps a different parts of the presentation, different stimuli will uh, will will get, get the fish um, stimulated? Like, you know, do they first detect through their ampullae of lorenzini's and then you know the they final, don't have them well you know some fish and then yeah, get, sharks and rays but to, is the final uh is the final decision to eat you know always a visual one ah i see i see um like, yeah, is there right. a pathway that needs to be triggered for some of these more particular fish you know they they need to go you know have their attention sort of you know peaked with a um you know, maybe of something audible, something they feel, and then they go looking for it, and then they find find it yeah. visually. Or, or yeah, so you you touched on it. Vibrations, I imagine vibrations would be a big thing, uh -huh. um, and then the the visual side. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, then then let me ask you this: and how how does a like if we believe truly that a crab is static and not moving, where's the vibration coming from? It's all aesthetics. No, but but what what I, what I'm saying is is the the visual might compensate for some of the non movement. That's what I'm saying so, as well. So it's it's all yeah. all the way it looks, all, all the all the um aesthetic appeal of 
of what you're presenting. So, so you think all aesthetic, no movement, maybe? Well, well, uh, if is we break that... it down and we go that we know that we know that those species that we're chasing, as in like say hermit kingies, goldies, whatever snapper, they don't have these electrical receptors that you've, you've pointed out there. So we know. That No, it's pissing down rain, mate. Oh, it's whoa. Yeah, is it happened. really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want me to turn it off a little bit and I'll just listen for a bit? Or what? Uh, that's quite, right. We can talk out of it. It's quite, quite, quite heavy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um, I think what's happening is because you're not talking, that, that your noise gate's picking up on ambient noise. Uh, yeah, right. I'll just try and make white noise in the background while you guys chat. So, so just no, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, so well, what, well, yeah, enter, enter into conversation, but I'll be like, well, same, Volts, if you want to say yeah, yeah is, okay. is, um, <laughs> is that those species, those, those fish don't have that electrical receptors. So what are we left with? Uh, vibration through the lateral line or, or um, visual stimuli. Or That's, scent, but we can't use scent. scent. We can't use scent, though. We can rule that out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. scent's definitely the other one if we're going to be talking, you know, matter of fact observations. But um, as a fly fisherman, scent's mm -hmm. not cool. Sense so I guess we're left with vibration and, <laughs> and you aesthetics. Don't scent, buddy. Gian, you don't scent your uh, kingy flies, do you? Oh yeah, man. We we're all we burly up all day. We don't we don't stalk the flats at all, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, man. I man, the day a client shows up with his burly bags, man, I think I'm done. <laughs> yeah, take take yeah. that banana that he's got hidden in his bag and shove it fair up uh, his yeah. Yeah. No, we're lucky that day worked out well. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll skip that. Skip the conversation about what we're left with. But that's cool. That's, uh, I understand. Oh, sorry, man. No, no, I'm not. No, not no, going no, back there. No, 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 Chris, no, 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 Chris no. has got abandonment issues because uh, you know he was the ugly kid. <laughs> anyway, he um, <laughs> he went. <laughs> mate, just because I rejected you doesn't make me the ugly kid, mate. Okay. Okay. So, so Chris, aside from aside from movement. <laughs> and aesthetics what else is there that that comes to your mind vibrations the only other thing and obviously scent i mean we're just breaking down those i mean you could you could categorize the three four stimuli as in um as in vibration movement um oh well we can't categorize four because they don't have the electrical uh those exactly. um yeah i can't remember the name of it, um the heavy metal band they don't have the heavy metal band yeah so we're left with scent vibration and sight yeah yeah, as, as our three main categories, and if That's we can't it. scent, yeah. we're left with vibration and sight. So if we've got a static, a static presentation, no matter what it is on on the ground, are we are on the benthic strata? Are we truly, <laughs> uh, are we truly capable of a, of a static presentation? You know, yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, eh? Because a lot of people think that they are, and I wonder if um if we're not, because what what makes, you know, what what makes a fish eat a mm. eat a crab that that might even be partially buried in the ground if it was completely static what's to separate that from rubbish that's a good question chris uh, yeah. and i always always wonder i'm just going to jump in here just to add value to the question for you gian to finish up on but um you know a lot of the time we're imitating um camouflage with our with our flats flies too like particularly crabs and it's you know static and our highly real, realistic shrimps and things like that you know they're um they're designed by another mother nature to be you know not easily seen not stand out inconspicuous yeah I mean, I don't know if you guys look into it, but a lot of these species actually don't don't see in color. It's the pelagics, for example. 
Uh -huh. uh, your, your billfish species, they are pretty much completely movement orientated. Wow. And and it's it's not color, but contrast. That's yeah. really the thing for them. And uh -huh. a lot, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I can't find any, any published papers or, or data on it, but it's the same. It's, you know, kings and low light, it's all silhouette and what's got the nicest contrast. Um, but it, it does seem like they do have a affinity for some colors as well. It, that's really weird that you mentioned that because whenever that comes up, you know, I, uh, the, you know, the, the apparent, you know, color blindness of fish, or they're seeing a grayscale or, or whatever. Mm. So in theory, if they're seeing in a grayscale, it could be three or four colors that all appear the same shade of gray, right? Um, yeah. You know, um, at, at, at different intensities, but, but, but you must also forget not to exclude ultraviolet. Right. We, Talk to us we, about this. A lot of these fish actually have ultraviolet patterns on their bodies, which uh -huh. I mean, which actually as a fly tire is incredibly important because the, these patterns to your eye while you're observing the bait fish, they don't show up. Right. And, and, and to a predatory fish that, that does pick up on these patterns, you know, if you incorporate that in a fly that you are tying, like, I mean, that, that must be such a big trigger. Oh yeah. I mean, we, we, you really, I mean, for, to truly study that you would have to harvest the bait bring it back, put it under a black light and see where it is. Because if you were going to tie like a bait fish pattern with a with a UV lateral line down it, like there was just a, yeah. a UV reflected, not not so much a UV reactive color, but a UV, a clear UV line that would only react in UV light. But mm. the bait has dots, you know, like it's not going to, I mean, if, you, if, if you're going to have something with the dots on it, it's it's going to be, it's it's going to be a short decision process for the, for the predator to, to make that yeah. decision, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, but I mean, how how amazing is that? Hey, that yeah, I mean, look at what we just did there. What what detail you can go into this sort of stuff? Oh um, yeah, well it's um it's all about uh, minimizing false casts, mate. You know, that's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, like our time on the water is precious, and and you want to put your best foot forward to maximize the results every time. And you know, it's yeah. really good that that we could have a you know a meeting of minds and Chris. You know, so it was um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Devolta, I appreciate it, man. I'm not above you too, but um, I appreciate you separating me from the conversation. But I'm just like one of you guys, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Volts. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, how many times have you walked into a pub and had someone say, hey, show us your ampullae of Lorenzini? Have you ever oh, had that? <laughs> now you're ready. Now you're ready, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happens more in wine bars. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, for man. sure. No, so, sorry, sorry about that that little little science spiel. No, but that, that adds so much value, cool, man. It's a cool thing to know. Oh, look, um, it, I think I think the mark of a truly great scientist is to make you know hard science cool, man. And I, you know, you're you're pretty fucking good at that, you know. No, no, man. I it's, yeah, I've got a long way to go. I was going to say, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that, Vols, because I, I was going to say that, you know, science is primarily observation um, and, and rehashing and reproving theories and so that, but we do that as fishermen too. I mean, fishermen are, I guess, are scientists in the way as well. I mean, successful anglers are anglers that, that learn by observation and um, and adapt, you know? 100%. So it's yeah. not that not that hard for us to sort of, to, to for that conversation to evolve, in my opinion. Mm. How many times do we talk about it? Um, observations on the show here i mean i know you know i'm sure you heard it too john like it's um mm. it's it's just a big it's just a big part of fishing i think if i think 
if anything's come of a conversation like that for someone to listen to go look how much the thought these guys are overthinking it or if you're thinking <laughs> or, or if you're listening to this and thinking maybe i don't think about my fishing too much i mean i mean it could yeah. affect your results it's it's great to know when we get feedback from this podcast go i listen to your podcast and i didn't give that much thought till i heard that and and look at me now i'm i'm i've got a lot more consistency so hopefully that might help someone with their um their design getting people connected <laughs> <laughs> my my n- worst nightmare is somebody you know getting in contact going yeah man i had this thought i had this fish wired then i listened to you guys and then i really fucked it up <laughs> that's your worst nightmare <laughs> got worse yeah oh well Come don't on, want, i don't want to ruin anyone's journey mate. i just want to enhance it you know yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, that's yeah. that's that's noble uh-huh. oh man it's actually it's a beautiful thing you guys are doing with these podcasts hey Oh, like you. you know, to look back in a well, in 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 a fair few years, and 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 see what you guys have created, man, that's pretty cool. Oh, thanks, you know. Yeah, thanks, John. Appreciate it, mate. It's um, I know that uh, I know there's a small population that that don't, but that's cool. <laughs> Can't keep everyone happy. <laughs> I hope it's not due too much because of this episode. <laughs> oh no no no, mate! It's uh, it's all the hard work we put in before for free that people don't pay for. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. man. It's uh no. Look, you, you appreciate it, mate. Like it's um yeah. It's it's quite fulfilling. It's uh you know when we get positive feedback, and I hope that that conversation helps people and makes them think uh, a bit more about their presentation if if they're having trouble. You know, well they could probably relate to it and go, yeah, I've observed something and uh, made it happen mm. based on my observations. So yeah, it it pays to give it some thought, in my opinion. I enjoyed that conversation. Mm. Oh, for sure. As as did I. As did I. So, mate. Um, getting back to your to your guiding outfit, this is your this is your first year, yeah. You're saying, yep, first first sort of proper season, yeah, um, yeah. Right, okay, and uh, it's primarily targeting. I mean, I, I can probably answer this question based on the name of your, of your business there, but <laughs> it's 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 all centered around kingfish, right? Yeah, man. That's look. To be honest, that's that's my love, man. That's that's what brews the the, the fire and what gets me up, and yeah. I I just think I think they're one of the best flat species you can target. If I'll be honest, yeah, I think I um, it'd be it'd be be pretty good to sort of break down your definition of flats there because I think a lot of people a lot of people are aware of the species around the world and like we said earlier they don't don't it's it's unusual to see them up in such skinny water but you know the the like a, the true definition of, of of flats is is what you're fishing over there right yeah I hope that yeah, came out well, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was one way that was one way uh, yeah. um look so the yeah sh- i don't know what it is for you guys in australia but shallow expanses most of the time it's it's knee waist or waist deep water um it's all pretty much side fishing is uh, tailing fish um yeah yes i think I don't know. I think I can't remember. You guys had an episode with Al, and and I don't know if he, I think he they have some eelgrass beds, uh, and it's off a similar family, I believe. So it's the same same sort of style. Um, well, is, is it a, is it a, a weighable fishery over there as well? Yeah, hundred percent, man. Some of these flats, you know, three four kilometers long, uh, and it's at a at a pretty even depth. Aside from at obviously a, at drains from the flats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's weightable. Um, what what sort yeah. of structure are you finding on these flats? Is it are there drains? Are there areas that congreg- congregate bait, or or you know a, a better 
holders of juvenile translucent larval flounder. Is there anything yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to regret that now. No, no, don't um, regret it, man. Just just hang in there. Hang with me. Hang shit back. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. So we, we guts, channel edges, um, the, the main structure on the flats is, is obviously the, the eelgrass. Uh -huh. I mean, it, it pretty much, it, it holds the flat together, but it, it, it provides, you know, refuge for the little pipers, for the cockles, for the flounders. Mm -hmm. um, we, we mostly look for mud flats. Uh, yeah. they, they seem to hold the, the, the most flounders. Um, but we've got we've got sand and shell banks and uh, uh, the whole shebang. Is is the sort of habitat you'd find? I mean, you could talk about ray riders, but are you looking for the habitat that that um, rays would prefer? Correct, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Right. And and, you, and is that the most common way that um, that that kingfish will hunt by um, by you know, like almost symbiosis with, a, with an animal that can. Uh, detect those 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 creatures living in the uh, benthic strata. Yeah, yeah. So so look, I I I, I don't know myself. So I, I don't sorry, I don't know myself if it's a symbiosis, um, because as far as I know, the rays don't benefit anything from the relationship. Yep. It's 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 just the the the, the kingfish traveling with them. Of course, cool. so I'm, I'm um, showing my trade is is in cement render there <laughs> by using that word. Yep. No, no. It, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> is, is it it's parasitic? Much... Well, they don't kill the host, no. do they? I suppose. Yeah, it's not really. What, no, what would you no, call no, that? But, but you could. You're, you're, you're right, Volts. You could argue it's parasitic if it's taking the 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 prey from the stingray away. But and, and if starving it, has, it. Yeah, but if it has fled from the stingray already, and it is not, you know, it, it was never going to be caught by the stingray. Uh, then I guess it would not be parasitic and, and rather a, a commensal one, one, one where the kings gain and, and the stingrays aren't affected. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Well, they're just, they're just um, scabs then. That's the Yeah, pretty method. much, man. Yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> looking for an easy meal. It is lazy uh, scabs. That's a, yeah. Is that so? Uh, I, I, I can't imagine that would be the only way that they'd be up on the flats. They must, there must be schools of fish that they oh, hunt as well. God. No, yeah, yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry. So you you, you got your ray riders. Yep. Um, but then the uh, a really big appeal are the are the free swimmers. Uh -huh. So these are are the guys either by themselves or in a little pack. Um, the the smaller the pack, normally the larger the fish are, and if they're solitary fish, man, these guys are normally you know normally well over a meter, um, and you'll find them by themselves tailing. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't know if I just, is, did that answer you, 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 Chris? Yeah, what? yeah, it did. Cause like, cause what I'm picturing is, is the style of flats fishing, you know, like we've, we've got fish that hang on rays here too, and that's fun. But the excitement of seeing a single fish cruising down the flat from uh, a mile away before oh, it sees man. you and being able to put that cast on a dinner plate before it sees you and feeding it. You got it. It's pretty epic. It. Yeah. yeah. Some of those ray rides. I mean, that's that's super fun, and you've still got to put the cast in the right places for sure. But they're looking down, you know, like, and as you said, like, you, if you got a stealthy boat like that, you could just about run over the top of them sometimes. But uh, yeah. But that one single fish that's um, very aware of um, its vulnerability in, sh in shallow water, but it's still up there exactly. to feed. There's something. There's something about fooling a fish like that, in my opinion. 
Yeah, look, and, and on, the, on the depth thing, man, some of these fish we're finding in shin-deep water, and, and these guys, this is 120, 125 centimeters. It's the, oh. the, the wake they push. I mean, it's unbelievable. You, you, you almost don't know if you should make the cast, man. It's, it's, um, it's scary stuff, to, to be honest. Yeah, it's um, one of those casts you make where you're saying to yourself, please don't eat, please don't eat. Please don't eat. Yeah, you, you don't lose soil, my backing. You don't want to soil your pants in the middle of the strip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you but you, so but you cast again, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, and uh, I think I think because look, I've I've done a little bit for, for Bones and, and, and Jeets and Altitaki and, and Rarotonga. Uh, and to me, obviously, man, I love I love watching all these permit films. Um, but it just looks like these kings are, are, are one of the coolest species, man. Just, just they're as almost beast-like as a GT, but then they'll they'll be as finicky as a as a permit tailing, and mm. all in all in one fish, and and just a different different situation. Like that's just that's just damn cool, man. Do, do you get a lot of shots on a good day? Yeah, yeah. I like to think I've. I've got the patterns pretty dialed in. Yeah. Um, What's an average shot count for an average day? Oh man, so, yeah. we'd probably probably be looking sort of twenty-five-ish shots. What? Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I said that's a good day. That's a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, man. I mean. Like humans, they're often they're creatures of habits, and they'll travel one. You know, they'll travel a bit one day and the next. Um, so you you can actually work these things out, and 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 um, and and really really get a a good shot or good amount of shots on on your day. Mm. Well, yeah, geez, that's uh, that's really mouth watering to think, you know. Yeah. But look, those shots, I'm telling you, 20, of the 25, man, yeah, yeah, they definitely don't all go to plan. I, you know, with knots explode and uh, yeah. hooks pop and it's just, yeah. yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about that. What, what sort of tackle would you recommend for someone uh, new to uh, Kingfish on the Flats? Oh, yep, yep. So nines are pretty standard. Uh, you, can, you can apply, you know fair bit of pressure and, and, and stop the larger guys, but still nice enough presentations and, and the shallow stuff. Um, we, we run a, a eight, 10 and a 12. Um, I just, I like the eight a lot. Just is, I mean, it's, it might sound crazy to a trout angler, but it's, it's nice and soft presentations and we're mm. throwing some of these small pipers and, and can present them quite delicately. Can I, can I just um, jump, in, jump in before we yeah, go too yeah. fast? You, you, you keep referring to pipers. Like a, as an Australian, what, what is a piper? Is it like a garfish? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. A, it like a small garfish. Yeah, cool. Keep yeah. going. A, yeah. a kingfish, a kingfish lollipop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> over here, we've got an inshore tuna called a long tail. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. One of their favorite foods to eat is a, is a, is a piper, a garfish. And they, oh, they've got yeah. a... They've got quite a unique, well, it's sort of unique. They've got a different hunting style they reserve for, for uh, garfish slash piper and and flying fish, and it's quite aggressive, like because they're, you know, these these tuna don't have like because uh, they're a long tail, they don't, they don't have a big turning circle. Circle, sorry, they don't have a small turning oh. circle. 
So they got to so hit them. So is it pack-like? Is it, will they hunt them in packs or? Well, they, they, not often in large packs, but they'll, um, they get around it by coming from down deep or coming, you know, really fast and they burst through the surface and they hit, they hit this thing like it owes them money, hey, and it's, it's oh, a man. sight to behold, yeah, but they're hard to get near from that point you, of view. You've got to feel you got to yeah. feel bad sometimes, right, for these baitfish, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough life, dude. Yeah. yeah. Well, they probably yeah. did something bad in a previous life. I don't know. Yeah, they could have yeah. rode jet skis or something, you know? Oh, <laughs> the chads, hey. There's always the chads on the jet the chads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I'm Chad. Uh, yeah. you know, I want to yeah. shout out to all the people I know called Chad. Hey, Chad. Sorry, Chad. But, yeah, uh, big apologies. Yeah, yeah. big apologies. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> most of Chads I know have got pretty thick skins anyway. So, and I mean, for our New Zealand listeners, I mean thick skins. Okay, so but, um, I want to cover all bases here. Seeing you insulted most of New Zealand vaults, I want to be. I want to be one with the people. Thank you for bringing it back oh. on track. Yeah, I, I, yeah no worries. I truly do not mean any of those nasty things I said about Kiwis. It was just all good humoured, you know, sort of. Uh, uh, good-natured humour, probably yeah, poorly cool. executed. Yeah, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah, you've already <laughs> spoken too much about it, mate. Uh huh. Let's move on. Yep. Um, but yeah, mate, that's um, that's right. So, like, I mean, those poor bait fish, but let's face it. Yep. they deserve yep. it. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> they're going to bait fish viewers now as well. <laughs> yeah, Gian, if if I'm flying in from Australia or even you know somewhere anyway, coming coming to Tauranga to fish with you, what um. Yeah. What uh, what would you like to see in my fly box? Ooh, okay, very very. Oh, I don't want to give too much away. Oh, okay, yep, yep. Um, there's some some proprietary information here, so you'll you'll have something yeah. on board. You know, a little Crust, trip saver. Yeah, yeah. Cr crustacean focused patterns. Uh, I mean, I I send you the species when you come over, uh -huh. um, and you, you can tie them. But um, small, very sparsely dressed pipers. Uh, we, 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 especially now we, we've got a lot of, a lot of actually very plump mullet as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're anything, anything sh shiny, juicy and spineless normally they will hammer. <laughs> Spineless, I like the sound of it. <laughs> yeah, you mean, up you some poor sledges. <laughs> <laughs> when you say spineless, are you meaning um, like those manufactured spines, like any game changers? Like, are they setting up an electrical <laughs> yeah. impulse? Or did you mean like yeah, yeah, you're gonna pods? You're going to run Chris out of business here. Um, <laughs> nah, it's not possible. You have, have to have more beef to, to, uh, to, um, to affect people's opinions. No, so uh, <laughs> I said. When I say spineless, I just mean around the body. Um, oh, they they yeah. have an affinity for easy to swallow um, bait. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know, it, ta it takes less energy to to you know to go through the whole uh, intake and digest process. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of squid on the flats over there. N no, not maybe. Maybe they come on at night. I don't see too many. Sometimes we see the the octopi, but yeah, maybe in the deeper channels. Mm. Uh -huh. What about what about poppers? Okay, okay. So for the for the channel stuff, even on on the flats, if 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 you know if they're pretty hard on the chew, they um they can work well, but 
but for your structures and your channels, man, these these poppers are amazing. There, there's something about uh, the well, the, you got the audible imprint, but the bubble trail and the looking like it's fleeing from the water column. That is such a big trigger for these guys. I'm sure it's the same for GT and for Cudas, but it's that 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 thinking that that bait fish is escaping, and this is my shot now. Mm-hmm. Man, it gets him. So, yeah. but on, but on the flats though, can you leave them with poppers? Is that possible? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I mean, we're we're all for fishing um, kingfish off beacons, mate, for sure. You know, like if there's nothing else to do, but um, yeah. Yeah. No, look, it's no no problem on the flats. Obviously, obviously, if they're they're tailing hard and they're puffing up mud, I mean, a re- you, you can do it. But in, in a nice way is is to 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 present you know something on the bottom. But but if they're unaware that you're there, and you present a popper nearby, man, you're you're in for a sight. Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd have to leave a big hole in the water if they're in uh, knee deep water, like a eight hundred mil kingfish. Smacking a the popper. The noise is unreal. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a proper smack. It's a thump. And it, and the, it just echoes. Oh, mate. You, you have to sell top water to me, mate. I, I love it, <laughs> mate. Anything that eats top water, I don't care what the species is. It, it, you know, yeah. it, could, it could even be a trout. And, um, and I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be stoked. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So we've offended New Zealanders and trout fishermen so far. I wonder who else we've got left, Vols. <laughs> we did Tasmanians the other week. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Have you done much trout fishing over there, Gian? Uh look, my my um, I did I did a lot growing up. My um, and my my best mate is a is a, like really is an avid. He's besotted like I am with the saltwater stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but with his trout and and I'll go have my my coffee while he does his um. While he does his trout stuff, but no, it's it's not for me, man. Uh, not at least not not at this point of my life. Yeah, like That's when cool. you turn sixty or seventy, is that? Yeah, <laughs> maybe then, maybe then. <laughs> when yeah. Yeah, 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 when you're sick of seeing backing, it's like you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sick of yeah. washing gear down and, and seeing backing. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally understand. And no, mate, that's um, that's that's true commitment, mate. That's for sure. I mean, like the the fishery, the New Zealand fishery for trout is is world class. It'd be um, you know, to to not even be uh, swayed by it. the fishery that you've got there for the kingfish must be incredible, you know. And um, you know, big fish in, in skinny water, what's not to love? Oh you man, know? exactly. Hey, yeah, I'm gonna have to go check out your YouTube channel. I, I'm not sure the people could. I mean, I have seen. I've obviously seen. Uh, your videos online and, and stuff like that. I haven't been to YouTube channel, but I've been. I've seen short on social media clips of uh, skinny water kingfish, and and it's incredible. It really is, you know. And it, to have, it, I, I'm just not sure that it, um, it's getting s- sold well enough as to the viability of it or the consistency of it. When we talk about those shots per day, you know, I'm sure yeah. that's gonna. I, I know you 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 illustrated a good day, but. I think it would probably surprise a lot of people to hear that and to hear about a large expanse of flats rather than just running the shallow edge of an island or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm just not sure it gets portrayed as well as it should be. I, I mean, I, I feel yeah. like I got a pretty good understanding, although having never fished it, of, of what you guys have got going on there. So it's a real treat to sort of mm. – I'm not, I'm not sending you off, but it's a real treat to have you on the show explaining that sort of stuff. Um, 
So, you know, I, I'd be pretty keen to see you get more footage and build that YouTube channel, I think, just you know, for your own sake and, and you know, her, yeah. with exposure may even protect that fishery there That's as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I've, I've just got a, a, a couple other questions. It seems to be we're wrapping up on, on Kingies here, but, you know, the, no. the, the saltwater fishery there, um, uh, there's a few other species too. You've got, is it... Correct me if I get the pronunciation wrong. Parore? Is it like a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, Did he nail that, Gian? Uh, pretty close. We, we say parori. I probably <laughs> did a terrible job. Um, but <laughs> think of it Think of it as like... Uh, Ludric? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but or we kind of treat them... We kind of treat them like a, a, a poor man's permit. Like you'll find them actually digging as well. Oh, really? um, and, and, and yeah, and you can get them on small crustaceans, and um, uh, I I enjoy it. I know it's not everyone's sort of sort of cup of tea, but I think they're pretty cool fish. Uh huh. And um, when you get silver trevally, or what do you guys call them? Uh, we just uh, we just call them trevally, New Zealand trevally. Uh-huh. They're just yeah, just a ball of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Car why we'd we'd call them uh, in Australia Aussie salmon. Yep. Um, yep. Is it Kawai or Kahawai? Kahawai. Kahawai. Yep. And um, what, what else you got? You've got John Dory over there too, right? Like a. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we don't. We, they're not. They don't really. They're very flighty. Uh, they prefer the deep water. They don't really show themselves up on the on the flats. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my next question is like, if you're a real, uh, if you're a trophy collector or whatever, you know, is there sort of like what you'd consider a Tauranga um, Grand Slam or, or something? <laughs> like that? Yeah, man. Yeah, and we've we've started, you know, putting a bit more, more thinking behind it. But it's it would be like a a Trevally, a Trevally um, uh, Snapper and King, and then maybe like a Super Snap, a Super Slam is is. Um, with a kahawai as well. Well, so, and how achievable is that? You know, is that something that you'd run into if you went looking for it every day? Or? It's it's definitely doable. It's obviously it's it's hard. Yeah. Um, as as I think all slams are. Um, but but yeah, hundred percent doable. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of pointless having a, a easily achievable slam, you know, because not really a slam. Yeah. It's just a, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, have I forgotten any anything else over there in terms of you know species that that might be on our radar? Like um, we have uh, I think in the South Island mm-hmm. you get like Morwong or or I don't know what you call them over there. They've, they've probably got a um you know a indigenous name. I'm not sure. Sorry, I'm not sure. All right. Hold on. I'll do um, some research while Chris talks to you about ampullae and worms. <laughs> no, uh, no. Look, I was just. How's that metal band, eh? <laughs> You can't make fun of us here in New Zealand, but there there are a, a few folk that actually spend quite a bit of time targeting mullet um, on on light sort of sort of two three weights. Um, it's it's not something I've put time into, but but it's definitely a bit of a community of of guys doing that as well. You know, what? I uh, I can see the appeal in that because if there was some way that you could figure out some consistency with mullet. Uh, although you know, like a two and three weights, I'm, I'm guessing a small fish. But I mean, it's 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 not about the size of the fish; it's the places they take you. 
to coin yep. that phrase. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> only kidding. I don't believe in that at all. I believe in big fish. Um, but for mullet, like the for any consistency in mullet fishing, like they're so they're so um, plentiful, and and they go hard. I mean, they're just like a, a, a milkfish in the way that they don't need a lot of oxygen to sort of um to uh, you know create create that sustained power. They'll go for ages. They're they're hard fighting fish, but they're just um hard for people to get any sort of consistency in. We get some massive mullet here um, where I live, but man, I was just going to say to you, hey, look, don't these are the these are the grey mullet, you know, some some of them sit sort of three four kilos. They're, yeah, man, that would that would be put up a bit of a scrap. Yeah, that'd be fun as you know, like I mean, on like you, I mean, they'd be clean fighters. They'd stay in open water. They they they'd probably they'd probably put you in your backing faster than a carp would. That's for sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, but but challenging fish and if there's to be any sort of consistency in them it would it will be on fly that's for sure yeah yeah what are they omnivores or herbivores mullet i believe they're omnivores um, yeah right so they're liable to algal, take a small shrimp i think they're algal dominant so yep. apparently it's small hair and coppers for some reason near the surface film that's well at least in the communities that seems to be some of the successful patterns um yeah hmm. you know it's pretty it's big in japan which i know is like like talking about tom waits but it's um um it's uh you know there's a pretty strong mullet fishery uh following in japan i see and i follow some oh. of them on instagram and those guys are so intricate with their flies and their techniques and stuff like that and it's, um you know it's very easy to sort of glance over and go it's only mullet but you know, yeah, try try getting consistent on consistent on them. It's just it completely overlooked. They're in, like I said, completely com- unbelievably accessible for many people around Australia, and it sounds like in New Zealand as well. But yeah. um, yeah, it just just gets overlooked, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. it's not that I'm going to go specialise in mullet tomorrow, but I can respect people that um, spend the time on them to get any sort of consistency. That's for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, that's pretty interesting, mate. So, um, what about um? Um, the shark fishing out there, like on fly, is that is that a, is that a thing? I believe they are the guys that target the the makos. Yep. Um, but that's uh, what's it? That's a that chum and burly, and then the makos yeah. come. There's no a, way a around that, is there? They're just chumming and burling and, and scenting flies wow. pretty well. And if, if if I can, a, a big thing for us this season is. We're, we're trying to tick off a, a bronze whaler on the flats. Oh, yeah. So, so again, this is, <laughs> it just feels funny saying it, but it's skinny water. <laughs> and um, yeah. you've, got, you've got the 12 weight out and, and big eight barrow articulated jobbies. And um, you're, you're presenting a fly to these bronze whalers, man. And <laughs> oh, your knees are shaking at the same time you're stripping. So, Did, do they show interest you, in it? We had we had one uh, very intense follow, mouth open up at the surface, um, and then just sharp, sharp rejection. So it's, oh, yeah. look, we don't get we don't get a lot of shots at them. Um, I but wonder. I, I think it's doable. Sorry. But they, I don't know if you're going to touch on it, but they they might need uh, 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 electrical impulse or, or yeah. something to like be the anode. final trigger. Exactly. You know, exactly. like put put a zinc <laughs> like a bit of like um. You get a stainless hook and put like a, a zinc wrap around the shank or something like that, 
Yeah. It would have to be a pretty a pretty active sacrificial anode. It'd have to be just pumping yeah. out some sort of impulse. Probably a lot probably more than a fish. It might be too much. I don't know. Yeah. Man, how's this for detail, hey? How is this for detail? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, uh, I'm. I'm glad to be in a room full of over, over, also overthinkers as well. You know <laughs> how ruined are our lives? You know, Let, no yeah. one else. Under, yeah. <laughs> no one else gets it. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, interesting, eh? Because I mean, like, you, we, I mean, closely related to a bull shark, aren't they? I guess a bronze whale is like, um, um, bull bull sharks will take take flies, um, oh, and yeah. lures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, catch I mean, them. Same sort of body shape, and 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 quite often we'll we'll see the bronzy sort of leap out of the water, you know, throwing throwing mullet around. Mm. Um, so I mean, it's it's I I do think it's doable. Yeah, uh, just a, a few things that have to go your way. Yeah, um, black tips will take a fly as well. It's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got uh, um I, I tied one. I tied a beast like a, like a foot long beast for Luke Rister who we've had on the show here, and he mm. um. Yeah, he was casting. Who was it at Canton? Adult casting for GTS and lost a um a beast that takes me like nearly an hour and a half to tie to a rib tip. <laughs> just just took it one go and didn't get a chance to oh, throw it. Else. Yeah, heartbreaking. But um, so yeah. So, uh, so, he, so he cast it intentionally at the. Yeah, he was, at, he was leading a GT. He told me, and then um uh, oh. a, a black tip came came from nowhere and just just smashed it, and um in front oh, of the yeah. GT. Wow! Wow, man. <laughs> so interesting uh, that'd be uh, i mean wow what a that could you imagine the, how much water that thing had cut on the flats getting a, a bronzy um yeah yeah man i i don't know i yeah and, but it's it's interesting right like you, your comment on the mullet before because mm. we we we're quite strange as 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 fishermen right like we we form these categories and and we we place uh, weight on certain species and not on other species and and characteristics that suit the ways we like to fish makes a species desirable and, you know but they i they all definitely have their own beauty and and even if it's just observing them yeah um, yeah that no, is really we're, funny we're we're, we're, an, we're an interesting bunch as well these these fly fishes you but, got a yeah. we got a we got a species over here called a for, a for, oh, it's a fork tail catfish or salmon tail catfish. They they yeah, eat yeah. they eat top water. You can you know, they'll they'll easily eat flies. You, you can sight fish for them. They pull super hard. They do everything but jump. Um, but they're just so undesirable. You know, like people people hate catching them. Oh. And they don't rate them. Um, but you know, go over the ditch to the US. I mean, very different species of catfish, but catfish are quite revered. At the same time, it's uh it's just it's just quite you're right it's it seems to be sorry sorry i was just gonna say do you do you think that's something that could evolve or a community could learn to like it there by you or you think it will always be like that it's hard to say it might do they're they're quite prevalent as well like they're not they're not hard they can be they can be they can be in plague proportions but they can get pretty big you know like uh they can get to sort of around about a meter in some places in some systems um you know i mean i i don't know i don't know i, I don't know i can't really answer that answer that question gianna with any sort of confidence because um i don't really like them either <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I don't, but i don't like them because like they they ruin you you got to change your leader every time they ruin it they put this slime over it and it's um 
they've got they've got um, spikes on their dorsal and pectoral fins that that are uh, barbed. Like if they go in your hand, uh, they'll um they'll they'll generally snap off, and and they'll they they've got a mucus coating over them that's um you know, can create a reaction. Um, yeah, I think by design. Yeah. So I mean, there there's oh, some wow. unattractive things with them, but for the fishing aspect of them, about them pulling hard, like I said, eating top water, just eating flies and big flies as well. They got a lot of um, they got a lot of attractive features about them, but I don't know, mate. It's um, they're still catfish at the end of the day. But I, but part of me questions that same thing as you pointed out is why is one species unattractive when it's um. Its fishing characteristics are similar or better even than than some more desirable species. Like uh, exactly, you might right? you might catch a um a catfish in around places where you catch to- Saratoga, uh, another species we got over here, and a catfish mm-hmm. will pull that thing backwards, you know. But um but toga um uh well to a lot of people are a lot more aesthetically pleasing fish. Some people think mm-hmm. they look pretty ugly, but uh they got a lot more they got a lot more desire. They're a lot harder to catch. They're not as frequent. I guess there's pluses and minuses in each column, but it's just an interesting um, spotlight to put on those two as a comparison for what you're saying. Mm, of course. Man, I'm, I'm going to have to have a look, especially at the catfish. Mm. It actually, it sounds like quite a, a, a cool species to target, but also just a cool species in general. Yeah, they'll, they'll brick you pretty quick. i got a friend of mine who lives in an area where they're, they're native, um, yeah. and um, he was telling me that he was interested in, in a black, black bass trip. He goes, I don't, I, how can I train for this? It was one of the questions I said, mate, some of those catfish are over a meter and they're in some really gnarly tiger country and the sticks and stuff. I said, if you can pull those things out on a, on a 10 weight, I reckon you'll have some pretty good, uh, a pretty good idea of, of black bass, you know, mm-hmm. like that. They're, they're like, I mean, you know, they're like Voltaire, like those catfish, yeah. will, they're pretty quick on the turn. Like it's, it's hard to own their face, so to speak, you know, like you got to be a big one at least you got to be most times you're fishing from you're fishing for other fish that um that you're using tackle that's over gun for catfish but uh yeah i don't know you'd have to see not many places have got them around a meter that's for sure but there are places that definitely have it for around a meter yeah. i'm really talking up catfish don't i maybe i do like them <laughs> <laughs> let's just let him go mate yeah do they do they have the ampullae of lorenzini do you know uh going jen but, um look they've they don't they, no. to, to, to my knowledge they don't but they'll have some some uh special sensory structure with their with their they've they've got barbell or like whisker like looking things yeah, yeah whiskers yeah 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 well that's uh that's really interesting so they play some sort of biological role in um in uh, prey detection, is it is it scent or are they feeling yes, vibrations? Yes. No, yeah. no, no. I believe I believe it's vibrations. Look, my my my, my knowledge on on the catfish is not not great, but it it will be it will be vibrations. I think. If, you know, if Jan said no to that, I mean, the only alternative is it's a fashion statement, right? <laughs> <laughs> they want to grow a goatee. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I got a I got a an observation to back that up. There's a there's a place. Um, we sometimes fish has got Saratoga and, and catfish, like uh, probably the same as Chris was talking about earlier. Um, and we we never caught a catfish there till we started using game cha- game changes. And then we um, we caught a bunch of caddies in a row. Um, then for whatever reason, we stopped stopped using game changes, and, and we didn't catch another one. It was really weird. Yeah. Were the game changers white? They were white uh, with black back. Uh, there was gold with um, you know that yellow. Yellow-bellied one with the dark back that you tied for me, with the orange. 
the gold bomber. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guys who, who fish um, in central Queensland rivers, the only reason I ask that is they say any of the light colours that sink down, catfish. Mm. Right. Oh, they don't eat black. They, they won't. Well, they'll eat leeches, that's sure. But, like, um, those guys will use dark-coloured hard bodies to fish for barra yep. in the same systems in the Fitzroy. Fitzroy the, I'm talking about the, the rivers I'm talking about are in the Fitzroy system. So these guys that um, don't fish for toga but will fish deep, uh, you know, we'll pick up the odd catfish. Um, they'll they'll fish around schools of catfish by avoiding light coloured lures. Wow, oh. that's interesting there, to know. There you have it, mate. So it's not the game changer, which is I know that you're um, leading towards. <laughs> but uh, oh no, I've just I've just heard that like the the vibration, like um, you know, it was pointed out with the whiskers there, and um, I've also heard of uh, anglers using like bass anglers in. Um, in Lake Wyvernhoe that's just stacked with caddies. Um, they'll smash, um, you know, some of those um, lipless cranks, you know, like, um, you know, uh, what do you call them? Um, jackals and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, jackal jackal masks, jackal TN60s, you know, the loud ones. Um, but, yeah, they, they seem to feel it better and, and hone in on and smash them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. A um, lot more stimuli with those, though. Those things, you'll you'll hear them through the through the water. Some of mm. them. But, um, yeah. so yeah. Hey, hey, sorry, sorry, Volts. I, I just just correct myself there with your questions. I I had a look. The barbells are actually extensions of their skin. And they've got nothing to do with vibrations. Ooh. They're actually they're funny enough. They're actually for taste. Really? They, they're, apparently, they're completely for taste because they're, oh, they're wow. often in, yeah, so the murky, murky, dark environments, and they just go around tasting things. So they're like so, a, a functional wart. Sounds like Volsey in a nightclub <laughs> just goes around tasting things in a dark environment. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Make me sound like a predator, you know? Well, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go there, but you know, hey, um, you know, we all got our special way of dancing, mate. Tongues out, tongues in, doesn't matter, you know. It's a, that's like um carp when we had um Dan Fraser on telling us about the 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 um I mean they got barbels as well but they did you listen to that that episode Gian by any chance no no I don't think so I, I'll, you, I'll have to have a listen I think given your background and your interest for observations and um and just the biology of of uh, fin species you'll um you'll find what Dan has to say very interesting um, one of the things he pointed out with carp is that they've got um taste buds. All the way, all the way, almost all the way over their body. Two lateral lines, oh, and wow, and um, and um, and they've got a a, um, uh, a communication system where they've almost got like a series of micro balloons over their body that that burst upon um, uh, that will re- no, maybe not burst, but it's the right way. And and even he described it. He said I might be butchering it, but the best way that he described it was uh, once they once they sense danger, they'll they'll burst these packets and release a pheromone to warn oh, other, yes, yes. other fish so 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 it's actually uh, it was founded by a german guy and the, right. the chemical is it's a, it's called the schrickstoff and it, right. it, it pretty it pretty much just means there's there's something pissing it off in the environment and so yeah. for for its friends or its peers as soon as that that well that bubble you're talking about but as, as soon as that pheromone is released they 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 all switch behavior. They become really protective, and and th- they're aware that either above, you know, with a bird or, or predatory fish, there's there's something out to get them. 
so let me ask you this then, because we've hypothesized this on the show with several shows, not just Dan's, that we witnessed one situation where we've talked about this before, and listeners will know, and you might have heard us talk about this as well, is in a school of Mactrina, right? And um, there'll be a, a football field side, a deafening eating going on like they're happy as, the boat's almost crashing into them, but you'll pin one on the edge of it, and it will crash, mm. uh, and it will crash your fly, make a splash, and then almost like a room full of mousetraps across the whole school, the whole fish, the whole, the whole school goes down in it within a second. Yeah. yeah. Look, quite, I can't say it, it, it's that, but it's it's definitely quite likely. And it happens like that. It, yeah, it's right. So okay. Quick. If, you, if you just, if you Google the chemical and you watch people introduce it to a tank with fish, man, it's instantaneous that they, they, they change behavior. Yeah. Okay. So that's, I mean, it wasn't so much my uh, question wasn't argued, is that what Mac to do? But we weren't aware that it was um it was something for other species, and um so ah. so we just thought it was something that was unique to carp because that's what Dan told us. But is that so? Are we are we are we discovering something that's um that's that's uh, characteristic of of many species or all species of fish? Is it? Yeah, some 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 most widely known with minnows. I think that's yeah. kind of like it's the study species for the chemical, um, but I'm sure it's in it's in 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 most bait fish or or lower level uh, predators. Um, right. But yeah, it would, would definitely be, be something cool to test more. Hey, super, super interesting. Well, there we go. That's um, that's a gem I didn't expect to come <laughs> out of the show. There's, there's so much to this, hey? And we see, we see like the surface of things with our eyes. But under the water, man, there's so much going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, communication is, is, is very important for any species survival or development. Um, it's just that, um, you know, we don't, we don't understand it. Oh, well, you probably do. I don't. It's, uh, <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. Wow. Kind of, uh, I don't have any more questions about the flats now. No, I, I didn't think it'd go down this path, but it's been mm. really cool. Yeah. Well, we didn't know, we, we didn't know that, um, that Gian was a scientist until, um, till tonight. So, um. No, no, I don't know if I'm a scientist. I, I just like looking at things. Um, <laughs> you like to watch? <laughs> Not falling into that hole. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Well, it's, it's after midnight over there, so as they say, you'd have to get up pretty early to get past vaults. Gian is already up. <laughs> Yeah, good morning. Good morning, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> what do you well, what do you got on this morning, mate? Have you got uh have you got some guiding or are you working in the shop? No, I've I'm working in the shop in, in, in a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's well, great. That's sorry you like to say hello to your co workers? Oh yeah, man, the I'm sure the one will be on here one day. Man, this guy you, you think I'm bad with kingfish. Wait wait till you hear from this guy. Um his name's Dustin, and man, we, yeah, I'll tie a fly, I'll run to work, I'll run it by him. He looks at it, he goes, makes his variation, the next day runs to work, man, and we go back and you know, back and forth with it. It's just, What's it's so good name, for mate? both of our learning. Is it Dustin Habanero? That's the one, man, that's the one. I think Is I already it? follow that guy. Yeah, so do I. He's, um, he's well known in Australia for his moustache, I believe. Oh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm cool. almost certain of it. In fact, but uh, yeah, no, we've um, I think we've um, done call-outs for him on the on the show here. Um, 
Yeah, we oh, have. Cool. We've had him cool, involved in wide world of sports a few times. Yeah, yeah, look at him. Oh, there he's got a nice game changer looking uh, rainbow trout pattern there. Um, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, That's he, his his thing at the moment, man. He's loving it. He's throws it, throwing these big, big articulated flies in, in these small streams. Um, yeah, right. Just, just watching, because I mean, New Zealand's not that known for it, well, well to my knowledge. But and just watching yeah. these trout crush him. Um, yeah, he's he's doing some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, man. It's quite photogenic too, or at least he believes that. Look at him go. At least he yeah, believes yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does Sorry, look no. a little bit like um, the singer from Linkin Park, you know? <laughs> Can you see it? No, but... Come yeah. on. Yeah. He's, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking, tilting my head a little bit, squinting. Yeah, um, yeah well, he's got some, got some big trout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll give him that for sure. Uh-huh. And and a, and a big kingy from the other day too. Yeah. Oh, yeah you were yeah, there yeah. with that kingy, mate. Yeah, it was it was my my uh, birthday present to him, so oh, nice. it was a special day for us. Oh cool, wow! Yeah. Yeah. He wears a lot of plaid shirts. Um, uh, he likes his howler bros. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, yeah. it's it's always good to see a uh, repurposed tablecloth. But um, <laughs> <laughs> don't be like that, Bolts. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, there, there goes another one of your listeners, eh? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good on him. Oh, man. No. So, did, did his family in, in, invent the peppers? <laughs> no, I, I don't. He's got no relation to it as far as I know. Okay. Do you like but hot food man, or anything like that? He loves his hot food. Okay, um, yeah, well, maybe that's the connection. I don't know. Maybe it's uh, yeah. genetically dis- dis- you know, well, yeah, tied in. Let's put it that way. What are his tastes in music like? What's his favourite band? Linkin Park. Oh, it's, t- it's terrible. Yeah, Red it's Hot Linkin Chili Park. Peppers. Okay. Yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Red Hot Habanero Peppers. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we're ripping shreds off this poor bastard. We're, yeah, giving, we're giving Gian, like, fodder yeah. for work, man. He's going to be pretty tired today. And um, <laughs> gotta give oh, yeah. him some, give him some ammo. It's, uh, yeah, Dustin gets it done, man. Look at all these. Yeah. Oh, some good looking crab flies there. Yeah, I'm gonna leave him alone from here. Look yeah, he catches some decent fish. He's obviously a good angler. Good on him. Yeah, good on yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All mm. right. Well, I can tell you what, Gian. Let's um, let's stop wasting your time <laughs> for your um, your Thursday morning, and um, let you get some sh- some sleep. And, uh, mate, I want to say thank you very much for making the time again. Um, you fulfilled a long, long, a lifelong uh, quest to get you back on the show. We'll get you on the show, for starters. Guys, getting late for me, too. Mm. <laughs> no, hey, look, and, and, and a big thanks to you both. It was, was, um, it was quite nice speaking to you guys, and, and you've actually you've, you've given me lots of things to think about. And, and, yeah, yeah, lots of digging for me to do now. Cool. Well, <laughs> I'll right. expect you to present your homework next week and um, <laughs> yeah. give you a score out of 10. Th- th- thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for putting up with my jokes. Appreciate it. Oh, man. Yeah. Absolute, it was an absolute pressure. I, I can't believe I made it through. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dude. All right. Hey, awesome, guys. Have a good thanks, day. Thanks, Gian. Thank you,
So what's the name of that those electric receptors? Arthritic vessel or something? Uh, ampullae of Lorenzini. Ampullae of Lorenzini. Yeah, found on sharks and rays, man. Didn't yeah. you know that? I did know that. That's why I didn't persist in asking any questions about it applying to any fishes after I learnt that. Ah, right, right. Yeah. But I did. But I must admit, like I was leaning there, I did think for some reason that you know some sort of electrical impulse was what led some fish to believe that there was animals under the sand. But I yeah. couldn't confirm that. It was just a, a, a theorem, and um, it was good for Gian to confirm that after all this time. How good is science? It was great. Science rules, dude. Yeah. And then understanding. Doyle. <laughs> it was great to hear about the uh, vision systems of fish too, you know? Yeah, you that is interesting. Colour and grayscale and blah, blah, blah. It was good. Mm. Not to discredit anything Gian said. I mean, he was incredibly informative, answered every question. But, yeah. man, it would be good to have a podcast on um, where we could talk to a um, – well, Gian is a biologist. I shouldn't say talk to a biologist, but – um, you know, talk to someone specifically about that, you know, like, um, how, how often are these questions brought up in, in fishing chats? Like do fish see color? Do they, as UV mean anything, you know? And, um, and, and a biologist probably won't answer that as far as, um, as far as what, you know, lures or, or flies to tie on or anything like that, but sure. it will, it'll help people make decisions to what they're comfortable with perhaps. And, yeah. um, it might, it might be just another piece of the puzzle. Like, I mean, I've heard. And I've only ever heard through mugs in fishing that, you know, similar things about tuna. But then, you know, you argue things about the colour pink being such an effective colour, mm-hmm. you know. But it's that, it's that, it's that, it's got to be that contrast that, like you said, because if you're only talking in grayscale, I mean, there's a lot, there's a massive range in grayscale, grayscale, but, um, you know, that, that contrast must be just, must be paramount, you know. Um, obviously, light, light and grayscale, it's a hard thing to contemplate, isn't it? Like the, the UV light being um, a part. Mm in a grayscale world, you know? Well, and, and it also begs a question, you know, just because something is uh, more visible, does it actually make it more attractive, more likely to be eaten? Absolutely not. You, you know, know like, like, you could go to the shopping centre and, you know, you know the, um, you know what's more visible. Um, Chartreuse <laughs> milk? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to grab that. No, no, you know, the, there's a lot, yeah. But, you know, it's um, just because it's it's visible, uh, that could be so- size or... <clears throat> Could be some other factor, but doesn't necessarily make it more desirable, um, you know, or ma- yeah. more palatable. Who knows what you know, think. Have you seen, you seen Moana? you got kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And have you seen the scene where that dude, that, you know, the fly of the Concords dude, the crab, mm. plays the voice of the crab, like that big crab that's got Moana's hook? I'll pretend I know what you're talking about, so keep moving, yeah. Have you not, well, you, I'll take it back to, have you seen Moana? I have multiple times, man. I got two kids. It's, it's a pretty yeah. pivotal scene in the movie, right? You know how yeah. Moana's got that hook. Yep, yep. Right. You know, remember, yeah. Remember how when Moana found, um, what well, I can't. No, no, hang on. Wait a minute. I got the characters wrong. Oh, but, you're thinking of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't yeah. remember those characters' names. God, it's late. We're going to stop doing this. Man, I, I wonder how the show would go if we were at 11 o'clock in the morning or something like that. It sometimes. wouldn't work. You know, I'd just be stressed about work. It wouldn't happen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, there's a scene in that movie. And you'd be hating about some shit you saw on the internet, you know. And... Like what, mate? Oh, no, no, I don't hate on anything. Good some one. miscellaneous hater stirring me. Yeah, I got hated on the weekend. I put up a photo of a small tiger and had people using my own sledges against me. 
So anyway, in that movie, like there's that scene <laughs> where the crab turns all the lights off and it just come, yeah. becomes like UV, like everything, the, the whole different world changes because the UV. Mm. Um, you know, I often think of uh, things along those lines. But anyway, tell us about how someone teased you. Yeah, yeah. Look, let's workshop my uh, my pain. Feelings. Let's First talk of all, feelings. Yeah, people hurt. People hurt. People. All okay, right? tell so, us what happened, mate. Back off. Yeah, like it's um, yeah. I put up a photo to run it through the Lightroom. I sort of jazzed it up a little bit. I mean, you got to polish a turd and you got a small toga, and um, yeah, there's a few people used uh, used my own sledge against me. You know? How'd that make you feel? Ah, uh, amused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought that's that's pretty funny for you, Mitchell Anik. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not picking on him. I, I just felt pretty sorry. I went and looked at his page. It's been a while since he got a fish. But anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, he, he needs a permit with a surname like that. He needs a permit to go fishing too. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Mitchell um, Blockeye. <laughs> no, I haven't met him, but I'd, I'd love to go for a fish with him. Get him out of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, his um, his grandfather inverted invented the uh, flexo crab. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I heard it on a documentary once. Oh yeah, cool. Sounds yeah, legit, in- eh? Interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. His grandfather. Yeah, yeah right. Mitchell, you should do us another intro, dude. <laughs> I'd love yeah, that. That'd be good. Instead of playing Halo, you know, sixteen hours a day. Um, <laughs> he what? Really? Yeah, yeah. He's a he's he's a competitive Halo player. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh, I got shredded by a competitive Halo player, did I? Well, you could imagine what would go on when they got his headphones on with um yeah Mitchell. What is he? he must be in his late thirties. I guess his um nearest nearest uh, competitor is probably fourteen. The zings must be incredible <laughs> to keep up with. Oh man, why are we picking on him? I started. I well, not, I'm not. I'm not picking on him. I got the deepest respect for for online Halo players. You know, those guys make bank. You seen the amount of money that the top earners in um, you know Call of Duty and stuff make? No, mate. They could t- they could, they could take our ladies, mate. Those guys, you know, it's uh they they make that much coin. It's not funny. So Manic over there. I mean Mitch Lanik has um. <laughs> Has got uh, you know, he's got it made in the shade, mate. Although it's not very shady in Geraldton, it's pretty hot, but uh, yeah, that's probably why he's inside all the time because of the um, air conditioning. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all adding up, yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing, that's yeah, what he's yeah. doing, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Leave yeah. Volti alone, Mitchell, yeah, don't yeah. tease him anymore. <laughs> anyway, don't use his sledges, mate, you know. <laughs> I think that's the real crux of the problem, right? Is that is that what I'm picking up? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's it. And Jeff Anderson too. You know, he might might have been famous Jeff for catching. Yeah, same thing. Use use my own sledges. You know, you know. Come we were on, nice Jeff. to him. Yeah, yeah, we were nice to him. We had him on the show. Yeah, spoke about. Um, uh, I almost called it black, black torpedoes, heads and tails. <laughs> heads and tails. Don't get it confused, mate. Different ends of yeah. the country. Mm, yeah, both great movies in their own right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just one had slightly more permit in it. It's good. Um, <laughs> just yeah. a little bit. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mate, I tell you what, I, I really would like to go and see Giants. Like that, I think that's a pretty fair comment that um, that I made through the show, that that fishery, although known about, 
doesn't get exposed a lot through the footage that they possibly could get. I don't. I mean, I well, I haven't had a good look. I mean, um, Gian did talk about them being tailing, uh, tailing kingfish in his YouTube channel, which I'm I'm pining to see. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be cool. Um, mm. But I'd like to get over there one day. I tell you, like when we started off the show talking about the snapper, and that's massive on my list. Eh? I I mean, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, mullet snapper. They're two. They're two. No, I'm kidding about the mullet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, like a, a, a tailing knobby or something like that. Um, you know, mm. a five or six kilo t- um, snapper on the flats would be just, mate, that, that, that's on my bucket list, that's for sure. That, that's in my top ten of, of things to do, for sure. Mm. Yeah, that would be pretty special. Yeah, yeah. I reckon it'd really go spare too. I reckon it'd just peel peel off a stack of line. And, um, they'd be strong fish. Mm. And spooky yeah. as. I'm, I bet they're smart as hell up on the flats. Well, for sure. That'd be a real challenge, I reckon. You'd have, to, you'd have to have your stealth on, and um, you know, it, it'd be a pretty um, uh, calculated presentation, I reckon. Yeah, I think the first time I saw it was um, um, Fly Guy. Is all I know him as. I used to sell him flies. He was the cameraman for um, one of the shows over there. Those, um, oh god, damn, I'm butchering the hell out of this. Doesn't matter. I'll just I'll just edit this out. <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, man. he yeah. I think at the at the time he was the, he was the first person to have a flats boat over in um on the North Island at least or something like that. And I saw him. That was the first time I saw footage of someone catching a snapper. Uh, I don't know if it's the first one they ever got caught. Probably not. But um, oh, you know, look, looking on. at was was it Clark Reed? Does that name ring a bell? No, not Clark Reed. Isn't he on the South Island? No. Uh, okay. What about Nick Matheson? Does that ring a bell? No, no. Oh, Nick. Yeah, Nick Matheson. I think that's. Uh, yeah, I think that's who it is actually. Um, so he was a cameraman for a, for a, a fishing TV show. Right. God, I cannot. Be- I can't believe I can't remember the name. They call the. They call themselves the Lateral Line now. Those guys. Yeah. Lateral Line. Yeah, that's um. What was that show used to be called? That was on TV. That was just big, just, real big fish or something, wasn't it? Or that's just Dan. Jacinda Ahern's husband or partner. What? Ardern. Shit, I just offended New Zealand again. Fuck. I don't know who, who you're talking about, mate. But um, their prime uh, minister. Oh look, mate, I don't even know the Australian prime minister. We still got Bob Hawking, don't we? <laughs> Paul Keating, mate. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> God, I can't think of the name of the show. You know, you know the lateral line what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, right. Okay, I haven't seen it, but they used to have a show on TV where they just pop for kings and and um. Anyway, he was the cameraman for it. He used to buy game changers offers for for kingfish and stuff early on the day, and he used to tell us about it. But he was the first one I saw the footage of it. But the um the footage of him being in like you know thigh deep weight water, which would probably be. I don't know, chest deep on you or something like that. Um, mm. Right up against the mangroves, yep. it looked um, looked intense. You know, the the fifty fifty chance. That, I mean, a snapper's probably not gonna probably gonna want to run to deep water anyway. But if it decided to get into the mangroves, they're that close to it. There's just there's no stopping it. It's not like it's um, it looks like a like a, a flat, a flooded mangroves. Like the mangroves are in that you know that that knee deep water for for a while. So it could you know thread your fly line through a stack of stack of mangroves if it wanted to. So Jeez. it's um. 
it looked pretty cool. Looked edgy to see sort of stuff. But yeah, that um, kingfish on the flats definitely appealed to me as well. But for some reason, mate, that um, that jewel in the crown to me is the uh, the snapper. It seems pretty hard to access as well. Seems like it's all hard to get that country around the uh, north end of, the, of um, New Zealand, of North Island. Yeah, from what I hear. Yeah, right. So the the northern tip of it, north of um, way north of Auckland, there's um, there's a place that's owned by the traditional owners, uh, Parangaranga. Um, but they reckon is just amazingly beautiful and and really really fishy. But um, you need uh, uh, you know special permission to go there. I believe I, I could be wrong. Um, yeah, or it can only be visited under some circumstances. Anyway, you know, there's no unlimited access. Put it that way. Yeah. Mm. So how would you like you? Are you talking about if you had to um, access the water by land? Or um, do the traditional owners own a certain amount of the water? I guess they probably would, eh? I don't know, man. You're talking to the wrong person. Oh, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. It's probably too deep for this show, this side of things. But, um, Definitely for the outro. You're yeah, yeah. serious here, man. You know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. This is our chance to talk shit, you know? We, we, I've never felt like we've had the chance to do that. <laughs> sure, yep. <laughs> well, yeah. look, man... Um, I really got nothing. Yeah, it's late. Hey, uh, well, let's let's sign off and tell everyone we'll see him in a fortnight. Are we going to do that now? Yeah, why not? All right. Big news, fellas, everyone. We are considering running these fortnightly now. Uh, 130 shows in. You've had a good run, let's face it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, it's... Uh, yeah. Look, uh, I'll stick my hand up here, guys. It's it's sort of um, the last uh, two or three shows I've, you know, um, work, work situation at home for the family has meant, you know, I've been multitasking whilst doing the show, um, putting kids to bed. Uh, you know, Chris had to chop something out the other week, um, so we had to play dad. Um, but, yeah, it's our yeah, situation at the moment, you know, means we can't um, uh, keep doing this to ourselves midweek. Yeah, since I started, um, in the time frame since the podcast has started, Beast Brushes has gone through the roof too, and, and it's only me, my wife, and like I said earlier, my, my daughter that are doing it. So it's, um, mm. um, it's yeah, it's hard. It's getting harder to make the time. Although we want to, uh, I think it's a fair compromise to sort of push this to fortnightly um, to be able to keep providing it in, as, as opposed to sort of letting it go. Yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah. If you don't like it, listen to another Australian podcast. It's free. I don't yeah. think there's a need to be that aggressive, mate. Sure. You know, I you think can, most yeah. people will be supportive. And if you're not supportive, well, then, yeah. you know, you can ride off in the, into the sunset with your jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well, it. All right, maybe, let's go. Maybe people will be surprised that they don't hear it next week because they don't get through to the outro. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. Cool. Excellent story. I enjoyed it. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, man. See you in two weeks. Okay, sport. No worries. Keep in touch. Okay. See uh, Cobber Digger Blue. That one's for Pip. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Catch it. All right.